All right, in a moment, we'll have a some musical brilliance, hopefully, here on the Dave Ellswick Show today. Matt Smith is uh, in the studio, and uh, he joins me to to talk about the films, of course, every Friday. And he was out at Magic Springs last weekend doing his thing with Queensryche and Warrant. Who else was out there? Great White. Great White was out there as well. And he he did a, he did cherry pie with uh, Warrant while he was out there. And we got some video of it. It's a bootleg video that we've got. <laughs> and we're trying to get it into our system so you can hear Matt singing. And he's not bad. I'll tell you something else. It's got some... He's got some pretty good video before it, before singing. They're out on the the stage, out the part of it that's the tongue going all the way out into the crowd. And Matt's out there just living it up. He's living the rock and roll lifestyle out there with all the people giving him high fives and giving him knuckles and the women asking for his room key. It was, I mean, it was really amazing. Dude, you lived a rock and roll lifestyle. I do, man. I I have been from. <laughs> I, I, know I, you, I know you have. I've known you for a long time. I did. I did rock me with Great White. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, you did. You, did, yeah. you just don't have any don't kind video of that. I proof ready, of that. I huh? wasn't ready to video. Well, I got pictures, but I don't have any video. No. Okay. We weren't ready to video that. So <laughs> pretty, I didn't know they were going to do. It's pretty that. good. It's it's you know, pretty doggone good. I was surprised. And, and the reason the reason I saw this video is because I had seen a picture of him with Queensrÿche, who I like, and. Uh, I just made a statement. Uh, I think it was on your Instagram. I just said, "Pretty cool to be with Queensway." Yeah, they did a good job. It was a good set. They rock. It was a good set. They're very yeah. good, man. They're very, very good. And so the crowd was good. I had talked to Mike uh, Wampler uh, just the other day. He's the uh, director of sales and marketing out there. Said that they had a really good crowd for that triple. Sold out. Yeah, had a really good. He said trying to trying to exp- trying to kind of educate the crowd about how when you have three bands things work just a little bit differently than when you just have one headliner i wish he'd educate his staff <laughs> well i have a phone number right yeah that'd be good you can get a hold of cool i need him. that phone number because i love it every time i go out there yeah i'm continuously hassled by his uh security people okay well it gets old man it gets old tell him i told you to call it gets old. He'll take care of it. You know, he's got the same meatheads, you know, that uh, look like they're on steroids and pump iron. Yeah. How many times you got to see me here, Yeah. you know, looking like I look, you know. <laughs> I came out here with a guitar case and a guitar in it. Yeah. And I'm trying to head backstage and you're hassling me. Because I'm playing with the band. And this idiot um, last Saturday gave me a hard time, but... When he saw me on stage singing Cherry Pie with Warrant, the expression on his face changed, and he didn't say nothing to me the rest of the night. No, that's good. That's what you want. But the next time I go, he'll hassle me again. So when's the next time you're going out there? Who's coming that Uh, you're going to go out and be with? I don't know, man. You know, um, they've got Seether coming up this summer. You told us about that. Skillet's coming up this summer. Yeah. Um, And and they've got a couple of older bands that look good. Kansas and... um, uh man, I'm trying to remember now. Uh, hey, when Kansas McBride's comes, McBride's out there. When, when I believe she's out there. When yeah, McBride, she's, yeah, she's up coming. in just a couple of weeks. Uh, 
for Kansas. Is Kerry Lifgren back with him? I don't know. I, I, I'm not really familiar with Kansas. I was just trying to remember the bands that I knew of. Yeah. Uh, you probably got a list somewhere. Uh, I know the guys in Skillet, and I know the guys in Cedar. And if I'm in town um, those You'll Saturdays, I'll pop out there. Yeah. I think I'm out of town when Kansas is is, is there. Yeah, I um, just wanted to know if Kerry's uh, playing with them again or, or not. He's the keyboardist. I and, don't know, yeah. You know, so. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like uh, Kansas is kind of like uh, Chicago, yeah. you know. Interchangeable pieces or, now. Or, or sticks or something. You know, uh, they're, they're such a legacy band. Uh, I'll go see them if it's convenient, mm-hmm. but I don't own any of their music, nor do I listen to it. You're going to love this. I'm familiar with who they are. Though, you know who Sticks you know. is out on to- tour with now? Ariel Speedwagon. No. They broke off. Chicago. Nope. Joan Jett. Oh, Joan Jett. They're okay. opening for Jett okay. now. Okay. That'd give them big crowds. Yeah, I guess Chicago and Ariel Speedwagon are together now. That's who's touring okay. together now. They've, they, they've teamed up to tour no, that, now. See, see you got to understand, if you get Ario and you get Sticks and you get Chicago, those are all Chicago bands. Yeah. yeah. They all know each other really, really well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, and and I'd go see those guys. But did you I'm see them not, this last time yeah. when they came in? How oh, was yeah. how was Chicago? It was good, man. I mean, there's you know thirty people up there doing something. Tell me, I, well, I know that yeah. they got a big group, but I mean, how many of them just, are original got a, guys? Got a guy just on cowbell. Got a yeah. guy just on tambourine. Got a guy just on triangle. <laughs> got a guy just on sax. I mean, you know, they, they got thirty guys playing. I mean, I, I think, I think I Parasator is like the last original member, and he's still playing there. Yeah, I put a picture with them on Instagram. I mean, they're nice guys. I'm not. I'm not a, a fan, but you know. No, if it's convenient, I'll pay tribute. I'll go to the show. I'm a fan of mm-hmm. the early stuff. Okay, right, right. CTA's first album, mm-hmm. Chicago to the double album. Well, you know it's their 50th anniversary. I mean, Chicago's first album released in '68. I so, know. I saw my time I saw him at Dex Cards, Wild Goose, right club at Sherwood Country Club, fifty cents to see him. <clears throat> Opened up with Ides of March, yeah, CTA, and then this guy that had just burst on the scene that I really wanted to see by the name of Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like I like Alice Cooper. I think he's got a show coming up in Memphis this fall I'm going to go to, and I, I like Cooper quite a bit. And, and you know, I the the other bands out there, you know, your 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 legendary bands like uh, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, obviously, wow. obviously I like them. If Zeppelin obviously. would only go back one more time on tour. Right. But my, We'd my, love to see them again. My wheelhouse is... Bands that were really hot in uh, hard rock, heavy metal between about 85 and 92. Yeah, hair bands kind of Those stuff. Those are my bands, you know, yeah. uh, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, yeah. uh, Def Leppard, Warrant, Poison, Kiss, uh, Skid Row, Dockin', Skid Row, L.A. Yeah. Guns, that's, Bullet Boys. That's reminding us of yeah. a few groups. You know. So Skid yeah, row. yeah. So that's kind of kind of my wheelhouse right there. I mean, that's that's the music that I really like. Every rose yeah. has yeah. its thorn. Yeah, poison, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So you isn't know, it was, amazing? Rock and roll bands that seems like all of them their biggest hits is a power ballad. Well, no, there's Kiss I mean, Beth. There's just a template there that you go with, you know, and yeah. and, and you know, typically you'll have about an eighteen month album cycle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, in the past, you would put out an album that had 10 songs on it. Uh, your first single was a hard rocking song. Uh, and then uh, when that fell off a little bit, you would release a ballad. And, you know, if you got some traction from that, then you would release another hard rocking song. And then you would release a ballad. I forget what came out after uh, Beth. And Maybe it, Detroit, 
Detroit City rock and you know, Detroit City. If you got ten cuts on the record, six of them are hard rockers, and two of them are ballads, and two of them are somewhat slow love songs. And that way, you can hit. You know a how hard, I played that album? Demo. You know? I dropped the needle, hear the first two cuts, <coughs> pick up the needle, move past three, and go to four. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 the template that works. You know, so. But Beth, I mean, that was the biggest selling yeah. single that Kiss had. Yeah. And, you know, every rose has its thorn. Yeah, that's not why people go to a Kiss Another show, no. but it got them on the radio. No, they go to to, to, to to hear the rock and roll all night and all of that stuff. Yeah, they, they start their... Black Diamond. They start a tour in January, and they think that tour will run three to four years in total across the globe, and it's the last one for Kiss. Oh, is it? Last one. Are they bringing any of the original guys back to tour with them? I don't know about that. I mean, you know, I mean, they, it'd be kind of hard to keep them sober. I think. Yeah, I know they've got. Um, you know, of course they'll have Gene and Paul, but I don't know if they might do some shows with uh, Ace Frehley, or they might do some shows with Peter Chris or not, or they may just keep Tommy Thayer on guitar, and mm-hmm. they may just keep uh, Eric Eric Singer on drums. But you know, Eric's been on drums since the '80s. Yeah, I know he's been yeah. around for a long, long yeah. time. And uh, you know, Eric Singer is is. Uh, been a drummer longer than uh, the original Chris was, than, than Peter Chris and Eric Carr combined. You know, because Eric Carr was a drummer that replaced Peter Chris. Uh, and then you know, uh, we talk about Tommy Thayer. I think he's been their guitar player longer than anyone else, which would include Ace, Ace Freely. Yeah, uh, but Vinnie, everybody remembers Ace, Vinnie Vincent from the beginning. Yeah, Vinnie Vincent, uh, 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 Mark St. John. Um, and Bruce Kulick, you know. So, I mean, you put together the time that Ace Freely. This guy Freely, knows everybody in KISS. Ace Freely, Bruce Kulick, Mark St. John, and Benny Vincent, you combine the time those four people spent in the band, and they do not equal the time Tommy Thayer has been playing with the band. So uh, it was good to get Tommy in there. Tommy was originally guitarist for Black and Blue, so it was good for him to move on to KISS, you know. And, of course, Eric Singer has also been the drummer for Alice Cooper, and then Eric Singer was in one of the um, – greatest greatest most underrated bands ever badlands mm-hmm. uh eric eric singer uh was the drummer in badlands and uh jakey e. lee was the guitar player and they had <coughs> had ian gillum on on lead vocals ian gillum yeah of I mean, deep just, purple just, just a great of that was course just a great uh, band what was the other band that he moved on to after deep purple all of them all of them from deep purple basically moved on to rainbow yeah to do their gig uh, I've seen Deep Purple, and then I saw Rainbow, and seeing Rainbow was almost like seeing a Deep Purple show. I mean, by the time they got halfway through the show, they were playing the Machine Head album for us. It was great. Great stuff. All right, we'll take a break, come back. We're going to talk movies. Now I want to talk about something that bothers me, and that is somebody not making a logical argument. And uh, we'll talk about that in a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're the answer. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, Matt Smith is here with us. Let's, uh, first of all, for you, uh, let me tell you that you need to get your kids. It's Father's Day. Dad, gather your, your brood around you. Grab the wife as well. Head out to any of the Matt's theaters at the Riverdale here in Little Rock down at the Hot Springs Cinema, up in Searcy Cinema, Cabot Cinema, and uh, take your family, because this is a family film. It's got a family message. It's a great, great uh, movie. 14 years we've been waiting for it. Incredibles 2. Absolutely an excellent movie. Uh, I know in the Dim Gas today, the uh, 
Piers Merchant gave it like an 87. I'd give it about a 93 uh, because when you saw The Incredibles, the first one, it's the first time that they did a movie like that. And uh, I still say it's the best movie that Pixar has ever made. But well, that's great. Uh, it's a great film. It's it's so well put together. Oh, yeah. Good film. But it was it, 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 people say, well, it was original, and, and and exactly that's what it was. So you know, if it's original, Incredibles two can't be original because it's the same characters. Okay, so that part of it's gone. However, the story they decided to do is very good. Brad Bird does a good job on that. I found out something. I don't know if I told you this or not. You know Edna in the movie The Incredibles, the the lady yeah, yeah. that designs the costumes and stuff. Uh, do you know who does the voice for that? Brad Bird. No way. Yeah, it's it's Brad Bird. He wanted Lily Tomlin to do her voice and said, I need somebody that can do a voice kind of like this. And he did Edna's voice, what he was looking for. She says, you don't need anybody else. You got Edna. I'm not going to do that. You do it. And he did. And uh, he does it so well. It's very, it's a great movie. I love it. Uh, wait for about a third, a little over a third way through the movie and watch Jack Jack get it on with a raccoon. It's awesome. It is a rumble. I'm just telling you. It's a rumble with the raccoon. <laughs> it's really good. And Jack Jack has about 17 different superpowers. Great, great movie. A lot of fun. A lot of fun about adversity families go through and knowing that your parents love you even though they screw up at times and knowing that when the family pulls together at one as one you can be successful as a family good movie good one to be out there it's going to be big box office as well there was tons of people in cabot last night see i didn't realize you guys started showing it early in the afternoon yeah was it selling out all the afternoon showings too? We show them as early as we're allowed to uh, by the distributor on Thursdays. Well, sometimes they do. Them, sometimes they do them at seven o'clock. Sometimes they do them at um, um, like four three or, five. or four. Yeah, whenever they let yeah, us do it. I know that. Uh, I guess the five o'clock got out just as we got there. We were mm-hmm. going to go to the seven. Ended up going to the seven twenty because the seven sold out. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. That that's the biggest uh, crowd I've seen for a Thursday night debut. Uh, no, Avengers. Yeah. Was Avengers that big? Oh, yeah. Avengers is the biggest Thursday night debut in the history of the motion picture industry. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, there's a lot the biggest, of people there. It had the biggest Thursday night for an animated film. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So anyway, it's a great movie. Go see The Incredibles 2. Other movies playing at Riverdale 10. Tag, which looks like it's a very funny movie. Uh, it's about a, It's based on somewhat of a true story. Uh, a group of guys have known each other since, uh, I think, elementary school. And they played an awesome game of tag. Hold on to that in the middle age. And once a month, every year, the tag is on. So I'm going to go see it. Looks like it's going to be good. Riverdale 10, the remake or the relaunch of Superfly. Ocean's 8 is there. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary is there. Hereditary is there. Great movie, by the way. Seen that. Deadpool 2, not for the kids, but a funny movie. Solo, a Star Wars story. Went last weekend and saw it. We'll tell you that you've heard a lot of Star Wars fans say, oh, it's no, no, good. It's a good movie. 
you'll enjoy. It's a lot of fun. Book club uh, with uh, middle-aged and older actresses. Some of you will like that. First Reform, which is doing good box office, is one of uh, look like uh, one of um, the uh, critics' best movies thus Ethan far Hulk. this year. Yep, Ethan Hawke. And uh, Hotel Artemis, which uh, is out there, is all Jodie Foster playing a very bizarre part. Now, uh, Tuesday night at Riverdale, we'll have Unforgiven, 7 o'clock. Tickets are only $9. Great Western. Two cool Tuesdays every Tuesday night at Riverdale 10. We're showing a classic movie, a retro movie, an art throwback type movie every Tuesday night. Showtime's always 7 o'clock. Tickets are only $9. Riverdale10.com. You get your advanced tickets to Unforgiven for Tuesday night, June the 19th, right there. And, of course, uh, The Incredibles 2, Tag, Superfly, Ocean's 8, RBG exclusively at Riverdale 10, Hereditary, Deadpool, Solo A Star Wars Story, Book Club, Hotel Artemis, and, of course, First Reformed exclusively at Riverdale 10. I want to see that, too. Tickets are already on sale for Jurassic World, and next week we'll have The Seagull. We'll have American Animals next week. Uh, We'll also have uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the new documentary for Mr. Rogers. Tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. All right. Do we got to get a break in here, Russ? I'm looking over at Russ. Do we need to get a break in? Are we past it? I don't know. Anyway, we'll come back. We need a break? No. Okay, we're good. We're good? We're good. Okay. Okay, we got, and, got news uh, coming up here in just a minute. All right, good deal. And, you know, remember to uh, go to the website, buy your advance tickets. Check out the full food menu at Riverdale10.com. Mm. We've got over 40 different beers, eight different wines, luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. I had sliders last weekend. They were White so Castle good. sliders, yes. White Castle yes. sliders, Nathan's hot dogs, uh, Bavarian uh, pretzel, State Fair corn dogs, key lime pie, chocolate peanut butter pie, ice cream, of course, hot dogs and nachos with peppers, chili cheese fries. We've got um, uh, cheese sticks. We've got fresh made-to-order handcrafted pizza, uh, chicken tenders, french fries, loaded fries, cheeseburgers. It's all right you there. You name Riverdale, it, they got it. Riverdale10.com. Good stuff. Just click the menu. Uh, we do private business events, business parties. We do birthday parties. Just click birthday party on the website. Like our Facebook page, sign up for the email newsletter, and download the Theater Group, Inc. mobile app. All those links are at Riverdale10.com. Don't forget the Theater Group 2018 Refill Popcorn Tub. You get the Refill Popcorn Tub. A lot and of people with those last night. Tick, uh, popcorn is free on Wednesdays, absolutely free. And then Thursday through Tuesday, you can refill that big 200-ounce popcorn tub for only $4. It's good all the way through 2018, end of the year. It's good stuff, I'll just tell you that. And by the way, on Wednesday for the free popcorn, he means that. If you stop by the theater, pick up a tub of popcorn and walk out, that's okay. Free popcorn. Got to like that. I love that because I love theater popcorn. I really, really do. All right. Uh, I want to see First Reform this weekend as well. And Tag. I need something yeah. to make me laugh. And I'm hearing Tag and make me laugh. So I Tag's need to go funny. see Tag. Speaking of Tag, you can catch Tag at Riverdale 10, Cersei Cinema 8, the Cabot VIP Cinema, and the Hot Springs VIP Cinema. Now, if you're down in Hot Springs, it's Hot Springs VIP.com. We're playing Tag, Ocean's 8, Solo A Star Wars Story, Hereditary, Deadpool 2, and Adrift. Now, uh, Monday and Tuesday in Hot Springs, Cabot, and Cersei, we're showing Captain Underpants. It's rated PG. Showtime is 10.30 a.m. 
Tickets are tickets on sale now. By the way, that movie is funny. Coke and popcorn, only a dollar. All right. We're going to go to the news. When we come back, we'll talk about what's going on in Searcy, what's going on in Cabot. And I want to talk about something to my fellow Cabot people who live in that area. Yeah, we're back with uh, Matt Smith. And yeah, uh, now. tell us about what's playing at uh, uh, the Cabot Cinema. Okay, uh, sure. VIP, if you would. Yeah, and then absolutely. I, I want to talk to you about Cabot. Go. Absolutely. Well, let's, let us let me say this. Captain Underpants is Monday and Tuesday. Doors open at 9.30 a.m. Showtime is 10.30 a.m. It's PG. And it's only a dollar for soda and only a dollar for popcorn during this. Now, this is happening in Searcy, Cabot, and Hot Springs. That's hotspringsvip.com, searcycinema.com, and Cabot vipcinema.com now if we're going to talk at length on cabot let me hit cersei real quick go in cersei we're showing the incredibles tag superfly oceans eight solo a star wars story deadpool 2 avengers hereditary and book club and go to searcycinema.com buy your advanced tickets right there like the facebook page sign up for the email newsletter download the free theater group mobile app you can check out that full food menu Right there on the website, we do birthday parties in Cersei. We got movies for kids all summer long for just $2 with dollar Coke and dollar popcorn. That full food menu with all the hot cooked fresh food as well as all your candies and pies and ice creams and nachos and hot dogs and popcorn that we have at Riverdale 10, we got that exact same food menu in Hot Springs, Cabot, and Cersei. Click on menu to see that. Of course, we do private shows and birthday parties at all the theaters. Click on birthday party to check that out. We're selling gift cards at all the theaters, and you can buy a virtual gift card. If you want to go down to the theater, buy a gift card, have that plastic card, which looks like a credit card, never expires, can be used for both tickets and concession purchases. Drop that in the mail to your loved one. Give it to them for their birthday, their anniversary, high school or college graduation, Christmas. That's fine. You can do that. Or if you want to, you just go online to the website and buy a virtual gift card. Right there from the comfort of your mobile phone and send it to them that way. And you don't even have to go to the theater to get it. So that's available at all the movie theaters. And, of course, if you buy a gift card, it's, you can use it at any of the four. You can use it in Cabot, Cersei, Hot Springs, and at Riverdale. They, your loved one can use it at any of the four locations. And if you buy that theater group 2018 refill bucket, you can also take that to all four movie theaters. So if you're like Dave and you live in Cabot, you pop over to Cabot to watch Incredibles, you take your refill bucket, you get your popcorn in Cabot. And then if you decide, hey, wait a minute, I want to see RBG, or I want to see uh, First Reformed, or I want to see that new documentary about Mr. Rogers, and the only place it's playing in the entire state of Arkansas is Little Rock at the Riverdale 10. Bring your refill bucket that you bought in Cabot on over to Little Rock and get your free popcorn right there when you come yeah, in. it's good popcorn. Do that at all the spots. Do that at all the spots. So CerseiCinema.com. Don't miss The Incredibles, Tag, Superfly, Ocean's 8, Solo a Star Wars Story, Deadpool 2, Hereditary, Book Club, and Avengers Infinity Wars. Make sure you check that out. Now, advanced tickets are already on sale for Jurassic World. Advanced tickets are already on sale for The First Purge. Advanced tickets are already on sale for Ant-Man and Wasp. Advanced tickets are already on sale for Skyscraper. Advanced tickets are already on sale for Hotel Transylvania 3. Advanced tickets are already on sale for Sicario 2. So go to the websites. Buy your advance tickets. If you're in uh, Riverdale 10 or Hot Springs VIP Cinema or the Cabot VIP Cinema, you can go ahead now and reserve that big, huge, beautiful VIP luxury leather recliner seat with a table and reserve seating now. So when your 
movie comes out, you got your chair because Incredible sold out in Cabot today on the two biggest screens. Yeah. You better get your tickets now. Quick. So, moving on to Cabot. It is CabotVIPCinema.com. We got two o'clock afternoon matinee showtime, seven days a week till school starts in August. Be sure to see Captain Underpants rated PG on Monday and Tuesday. Doors open at 9.30. Show starts at 10.30. Sold in popcorn, only a dollar. Check out that full food menu there. Just click on it. Check out birthday parties. Just click on it. Get your gift cards. Like the Facebook page. Sign up for the email newsletter. Download the Theater Group Inc. free mobile app to make purchases from your phone. So much easier. We only sell tickets online through our app and at the website. We don't mess with Fandango. The Incredibles 2, PG. Tag movie. Tag, Superfly, Ocean's 8, Deadpool 2, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Hereditary, and Avengers of Infinity War. Cabot VIP, cinema.com. All right. I, I want to address something uh, for our our folks out in, in Cabot area. As you know, uh, Matt has uh, put in for a license to be able to sell uh, alcohol at their uh, uh, screens there. He sells alcohol at Riverdale. He sells alcohol at uh, Hot Springs. Uh, Know that in Little Rock, all of the uh, theaters basically sell alcohol uh, as one of their staples. Uh, And the bottom line is that uh, some of the things that you've been hearing and some of uh, the people who have been talking about we can't allow this to happen because evidently there are people who believe if you're a business and you sell alcohol, their children are going to be, a, uh, you know, accosted uh, by drunken people uh, where they're at. Now, if that's the case, then just about every restaurant in Cabot is not safe for your children because almost every one of them sells alcohol. You know that that's not the case. I know that's not the case. And it won't be the case over at the cinema either. They'll only sell alcohol to people who are 21 years of age or older. What's your track record about that? You do a lot of training. You do a lot of stuff with your employees to make sure there is no underage drinking. Well, all of my staff that's 21 years of age or older attend the Alcohol Beverage Control permittee seminar now legally if you're going to hold an alcohol beverage permit you have to attend the seminar but only the permit holder has to attend which is me but i make everybody that i hire that's 21 or older attend that seminar i don't know of any other because they're the only ones that can sell alcohol after 21 or or over correct yes okay i don't know any other business that does that there might be one but i don't know of them uh the uh, arkansas hospitality association which we're a member and while we're talking about it, we're also members of all the local chambers of commerce. We're members of the Better Business Bureau, a uh, member of the National Association of Theater Owners, member of the Independent Cinema Alliance, member of the Art House Convergence, member of the National Association of Concessionaires. We're a uh, member of the Hillcrest Merchants Association here in Little Rock, and, of course, the chambers of commerce in Little Rock, Cabot, Searcy, and, and Hot Springs. The Arkansas Hospitality Association has uh, two classes that they offer. One is called Serve Safe for Food, and it teaches your staff how to store food, inventory food, refrigerate food, freeze the food, cook the food, prep the food, 
keep the kitchen clean, keep the equipment clean, keep themselves clean, keep the concession stand clean. All my staff that works for me must attend that class. The Arkansas Hospitality Association also has a class that is safe serve for alcohol. And this class teaches you the proper storage of alcohol, uh, what temperature to keep the alcohol at, the proper way to serve alcohol, uh, how to check IDs and make sure that they are legitimate, uh, how to tell if a person's had too much to drink, these kind of things. And this Arkansas Hospitality Association class reinforces the class that my staff takes with alcohol beverage control. Now, with the Serve Safe class for food and with the Serve Safe class for alcohol, both taught by the Arkansas Hospitality Association, uh, these classes are taught by an instructor on site at the Arkansas Hospitality Association, and they're given a book which contains the rules and the regulations and the things that they have to learn. Then they are given a test, and they've got to pass the test. And if you want to work for me, you got to pass the test. Now, you know, once they complete the test, they get a they get a pay raise and, you know, we've got their certification and we post pictures of them holding their certification on our Facebook page. We put it on our website. We frame their certificates and hang them up in the lobby of the theater, uh, you know, where where we, you know, they also go to Dale Carnegie leadership classes, for example. And we there's a class taught by the Small Business Administration on customer service. They go to those classes. So when they complete these classes, we post pictures of the staff holding their certificates of completion. We frame those certificates and put them in the lobby so you can go in and see the staff. You know, the staff has alcohol training. The staff has food service training. The staff has leadership training. You know, I invest in my people. We're constantly handing out books by Zig Ziglar and Anthony Robbins and Stephen Covey and Les Brown to encourage See you them. at the top. Yes, absolutely. That's uh, Zig Ziglar. To encourage the staff. And so my staff is constantly being trained where it's maybe the alcohol class this month, the food service class next month, the customer service class the month after that, um, the Dale Carnegie class the month after that. There's there's a company out there called Prior Seminars. I send staff members to those seminars. It's an ongoing training process to make the staff better. But <coughs> that being said, uh, sorry. We've got the uh, – there's a mobile app that you get from Alcohol Beverage Control to um, – you can put on your phone to help you check for fake IDs. And then we've got this laser infrared machine that sits in the counter, and you put an ID under that to see if the ID has been tampered with. So it is our utmost goal to only serve alcohol to people that are 21 years of age or older and to only serve alcohol to people that are not intoxicated nor inebriated. Uh, the statistic is this, and this is going to be a crazy statistic, and this is going to blow your mind when I give you the statistic, okay? Most people go in the movies. Obviously, they're buying movie tickets. After that, what they buy next is soda. After that, what they buy next is popcorn. After that, what they buy next is candy. And then after that, it's, it's nachos, then hot dogs. Then it goes on down the list of hot food. Nationally, in North America, United States, Canada, and Mexico, of people attending movie cinemas, 1.5% have an adult beverage, 1.5%. That means 98.5% of the people going to the movies do not consume adult beverages even when they are offered. However, nationally in North America, according to the National Association of Theater Owners, Box Office Magazine, and Independent Survey, 63% of people going to the movies in the United States, Canada, and Mexico want the option of an adult beverage. However, only 1.5% consume an adult beverage. It's just like playing eight or ten movies. They can only watch one. 
but they want want a choice. That is correct. So I think if you are against it, you do not understand. You also need to understand that a person is in the building for 90 minutes. They have enough time to watch that movie in that 90-minute period of time, eat a big pizza, or maybe have some chicken tenders and loaded fries and have a beer. They're not going to have more than one beer. Otherwise, they're going to the restroom too much. They're going to miss the movie. <laughs> this is reality. Anybody that drinks beer knows this is true. Yes, it runs also, through you. They're also, you know, we're going to ID them, stamp their hand, put an armband on them. Second thing is, they're probably just going to have one beer because an eight, uh, uh, a beer is $8. Bottom, a 12-ounce beer is 8 bucks. Here's, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is this, seriously, that you have a better chance of drinking yourself stupid at a restaurant than you ever do at a movie theater. All right, we're going to take a break, and uh, just think about this, if you would, when people come and say, do you hear they're trying to sell alcohol at the movie theater? Think about drunks being out Have some common sense about this. I'm just saying, just have some common sense. When we come back, I'll talk a little further uh, to, uh, to Matt about this. Hey, don't forget about PI Roofing. Your roof leak detectives, uh, they do more than just repairing your roof now. They repaired the damage that was done by the water that came in to the damage that was done to your roof. Uh, the interior painting, the drywall repair, the insulation, the ventilation, exterior painting, carpentry work, all of that can be done by the trained staff and professionals at PI Roofing. All you have to do. And Joe Johnson understood that if you don't, if they don't do it, you're going to have to get it done, and you're going to have to go to three or four contractors to get it done. Why not stay with one place and, and let them do it all for you? Uh, their number is 501-687-6246. That's the number to call. But you can find them easily if you can't remember that number. Just go to piroofing.com or Google PI Roofing. Hey, uh, there's lots of big changes coming to Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. Uh, and their Little Rock location, you know, I've talked about Hortons now for uh, at least a decade. And you know they began their business back in the 80s right off of 12th Street in Little Rock. I've had Gary Horton, the patriarch, on my show before. Uh, they've grown their small family practice into a six-location family business that provides Arkansans with all of their orthotic and prosthetic needs. Now the Little Rock location is getting a much-needed demo and addition This is going to be a state-of-the-art facility with the latest technology in prosthetics and orthotics. They're going to have a new gate room. That's where they will look how you walk, and they can make sure that the prosthetics that they're working with you on are uh, helping you to be able to get that mobility that you want. A large new waiting room, a new mastectomy area just for mastectomy patients with privacy and comfort while you're fitted. And it's all because Hortons prides itself on their patient relationships. Keeping the patient happy is their priority. Remember, six locations with the new updated facility in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith, and Searcy. That's Hortons Orthotics and Prosthetics, which provides a lifetime of support. All right, about seven minutes left here in this uh, hour Look out with now. Matt. And, you know, I just want to go back again and just mention that if Matt can sell alcohol over at the movie theater, it is not the end of life as we know it in Cabot by any stretch of the imagination. I, I just I just feel weird having to sit 
and defend Matt about this on something that is just so inconsequential and is not really going to have any impact on our kids whatsoever. I've got grandkids and kids that live in Cabot, and I'm not worried about it. I don't think you should be worried about it at all. When's uh, when's the next meeting about this? Uh, it's going to be Monday night. Uh, the Cabot City Council meeting is Monday night. I mean, if you're worried about this, you're not a m- customer of my theater. I mean, I've had the same manager out there for 15 years. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, I good mean, man. We take care. We take care of our customers. I know my staff. I train my staff. Um, you know, we've been serving alcohol in Little Rock for over 10 years. We serve alcohol in Hot Springs. Gosh, it doesn't seem like it's been 10 years since you got your first. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. License. On yeah. That. I mean. Um, you know, we haven't had any problems. You know, people going to Incredibles today are coming in and grabbing some popcorn and soda and candy and taking their kids in and watching Incredibles. Nobody, and, I promise you, nobody will grab your child and force them to have a beer. People watching Tag or Deadpool, which are rated R, coming in and grabbing a cheeseburger and a beer and watching Tag or Deadpool. Yeah. And everybody's happy. They're, they head home to the end of the movie. I mean, you know, if I had a bad track record or something, I would just simply be denied the permit when I apply with alcohol beverage control. You know, yes, yeah, I simple. agree. So, so tomorrow or uh, Monday night at what time again? Oh, I don't know the time. Maybe six o'clock or something. Six thirty. I don't know off the top of my head. All right. Are they having? Uh, is a public comment again still? They may do that. They're gonna have the second reading of the thing. You know, they have like um, they have like public readings once a month of ordinances three times before they pass them or vote on them. Well, I guess I'll I'll have to I'll try to get out there in time. Yeah, come on out for the for the That'd meeting and if they have public comment i'll make a comment <clears throat> we could certainly use a positive comment yeah well it seems that you know it's ridiculous to everybody getting their their panties all in a wad and their shorts and a knot about this whole I, thing i don't think it's a lot of people i think a you few know, people making a lot of noise they're just being vocal yeah i really that's think so. the way and that's I, I, usually I really the way it always works i really don't think the people that are complaining are customers they're not ticket buyers they just don't like the thought of it. They're not actually out there. You know, no. There's a difference. I agree. But, yeah. again, if, you, if you're if you really that worried that uh, somebody having a beer at the movie, they're going to attack your child out in the parking lot or something, then may I just say you should have dinner at home every night in Cabot because I don't know of any, any of the uh, dining establishments that I go to now, whether it's Colton's or U.S. Pizza or Nehru's or any of the others, that don't sell alcohol. Firestone has it, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got Purple it. Onions got it. Yeah. You know, I think about everybody does. And I don't think there should be any doubt that you should be able to, to sell as well. If all the others can sell, you're a legitimate business. You've been a good business uh, for the for the community. For 21 years. You've taken a theater that was really small was going being run down and you've brought it up to the 21st century standards and you've added uh you know screens and if more people would stay in cabot and go to the movies there at cabot cinema instead of uh coming in here to the rave or whatever uh you could add a couple more screens in oh, the future sure we could have 10 or 12 screens there i mean it is amazing and you and i have this conversation every time we talk but the potential in Cabot is extraordinary. Just what Cabot could have recreation-wise, what Cabot could have restaurant-wise, what could be in Cabot. If the people who live in Cabot would just shop Cabot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no the number of restaurants that would come in there. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And if you're going to have 
a a a Chili's, an Olive Garden, an Outback Steakhouse, a TGI Fridays, an Applebee's, a Hideaway Pizza, a Chewy's, uh, you know, the type of restaurants that you find in North Little Rock and Conway and Russellville and Benton and Hot Springs. Of course, all those places are wet. But if you're going to have restaurants like that, you need to modernize your liquor laws so that you can have those opportunities, you can have those 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 restaurants. I mean, Cabot needs a microbrewery. Cabot, at, at, at the very least, needs a branch of, say, Diamond Bear Brewery, you know, something like that. I want it just for the root beer. Yeah, they need they need that. I mean, Diamond Bear is <laughs> awesome. It'd be, it'd be great if Diamond Bear had a facility there. Um, you know, or a rock climbing wall with, with, with uh, alcohol and good food. I mean, food and beverage are such an important aspect of – uh, getting out now in their entertainment business. I mean, come on, man. Would you have ever thought people would take pictures of their food and post it on social media? That's a thing, man. Yeah. How ridiculous is that? That's ridiculous, but it's a thing. Yeah. Microbreweries are a thing. Little cool indie pizza joints with their own brand of beer. That's a thing now. And we need that in Cabot. I mean, thankfully, we've got a cool bowling alley in Cabot. Yeah. And it has, you know, alcohol and, you know, adult beverages and, you know. Wait. It's, it's got some good food. Don't kids bowl? Well, yeah. I'm just I saying. Mean, but the Bowling Alley Cab is great. They've got a good food menu. You buy beer at the Mexican restaurant next yes, to it, too. Yeah, and, and they've got a good food menu there, and they've got they've got good adult beverages there. It's a great place. I, the Bowling Alley Cab is awesome. All right. We'll be back. Got another half hour to go here with Matt Smith coming up at 3.30. We're going to talk about the IG report from yesterday. i got to tell you what. Comey is covered in dung. He really is. we got a break. <laughs> it's too funny. we got a break. We'll be back. All right, back with you. Matt Smith is here. Look Good at to him have now. him with us. And uh, he's the owner of the theaters in Little Rock, Hot Springs, Searcy, and Cabot. Great theaters, a uh, high state of uh, technology. You go see a movie, I can tell you this, in Cabot, you're seeing it, some of the best technology that money can buy. It's a great place. Got those recliners. I was all comfortable last night watching The Incredibles 2 um, and, uh, and had a great time. Uh, with the uh, watching that motion picture and i don't know what it is about them but they make some of the best popcorn here in the area for a movie theater they really do you know what was great last night Matt? Uh oh i walked in Uh oh and uh was it tyler that's who the, tyler. the manager is yep tyler's assistant manager he, he was up up front mm-hmm. and he was talking to his people behind the uh yep. um what is it, what's concession, that? Stand, uh, yeah. concession stand and he said you keep that you keep that popcorn popping. You keep fresh popcorn in there. Yeah. Man, they filled up my popcorn bucket that I brought with me. Yeah. Yeah, it was some good popcorn. It's supposed to be popping when people come in the front door so they can hear it popping, see it popping, smell it popping, know it's fresh. Got to smell it, man. I'm just know telling it's you. Fresh. I walk in thinking to myself, I don't need to be eating popcorn tonight. And by the time I hit my seat, by the time my cheeks touch the seat, of the movie that I'm going to go see, I've got a bucket of popcorn in my hand, and I've got butter on it, and I've got salt on it. What used to irritate me to death when I was inside the theater every day is somebody asking me constantly, "Is it fresh? Is it fresh?" Yeah, but you got to understand. Is it fresh? You go to th- you go is to some fresh? theaters. I've walked into is theaters early, you know, and they got bags of popcorn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're pouring in there. No, 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 so no, no. I always tell my people. We don't want to make the customer ask us, is it fresh? That's right. You know it's fresh. When people are walking in the door, I want them to hear it pop it, 
seeing popping, smell it popping, so they know it's fresh. The customer should not have to ask you, is it fresh? I'm if sure. the customer's got to say, is it fresh, you're not doing your job. Look, I got I gotta have is something I gotta have something to drink. Okay, so I'm going that's the first thing I want. Number two, the biggest bucket of popcorn you got. I want it so fresh that when I stick my hand in the bucket, it burns my hand. There you go. Okay. So, now I mean, we're I good. I mean it just irritates me to death for a customer to have to say that yeah i'm thinking to myself man how many times i got to tell you the customers should never have to say is it fresh well it's Cook good the corn it's great popcorn i'll tell you that much it's you know great if, you, popcorn. If, you, if your big movie's starting at seven popcorn should be popping continuously from 6 30 to 7 15 7 30 yeah Con- continuously i mean for 45 minutes to an hour I mean, people should never doubt in people's mind that you just cooked that popcorn because you get free refills on the big bucket I don't. It's just I can eat two of those in the sitting of watching a movie. The only problem that might keep me from that <coughs> is I don't want to miss some of the movie. I want my bucket <laughs> held under the kettle so yeah. it starts rolling out. There you it's go. going in my bucket, right? It's fresh, fresh, and, and I'm the fresh as you can get it. And I'm thinking to myself, right? If I'm thinking that way, everybody's a lot thinking of people that think way. The right? same thing, absolutely. So, you know, I'm stand if I'm standing in a lobby and I got to hear somebody say, "Is it fresh?" I'm about ready to kill. So I'm about ready yeah, to kill. I don't want a, Man, come on. Dude, I don't want a handful well, of, of cold popcorn. I just don't Cook want that. Cook it. I can do that at the house. All right. Dave Ellswick Show. Matt Smith is here. Dude, the IG, we're going to talk about this at 335. Okay. I got to ask you what okay. you thought about it. Oh, no. What, go ahead. What did you think about that IG report yesterday? They've got all of these text messages flying amongst FBI, a bunch of FBI agents. I'm not saying... There's thousands of FBI agents, right. okay? So this is a, a small group of people, just like it's a small group of people here in the state legislature that are crooked. Yeah. That are crooked, okay? Yeah. But the the bottom just line— like, Just like the police. The only thing yeah. that makes the news is when someone's shot by the police. We're not talking about the millions of times every day that— That they get shot at. Or that they deal with a homeless person or they deal with a schizophrenic person, someone else with a mental health problem, someone that's suicidal, whatever the case may be, and they solve the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, only, you only get the bad part. You only get the bad news. So, you know, that's, so, that's so, it. The so FBI that is mostly good. You know? what, are we gonna, what do we do? They said five of these people are going to have to be <sighs> under investigation. I can tell you what. If, I, if, I, if some of the things that they have done, Your I had done here, I would, be, Comey. I would be in jail right now. I just, I, I, they had the whole deal with him, and they were talking about how he just ignored what his boss said. Called insubordination. And shot his mouth off. I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I'm not, I will agree that the president says some stupid stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But Obama says some stupid stuff. Clinton says some stupid stuff. Okay, Bush says some stupid stuff. Whatever. I agree with all that, but what I don't like is even when he gets something right, they just bash him in the head. I mean, you got to try something with North Korea. Everything else, everybody else has tried for sixty years, hadn't worked. There's you got to try something. I mean, no, you got to you got to do something. Nothing wrong with giving peace a chance. Not to coin right, a term right. out of the sixties, but there's nothing wrong with that when you know that the guy that you're dealing with is a guy who has nukes. You got to try to find a way to deal with this guy. We've dealt with him in a certain way over the last 20, 25 years. Now's the time to, and his father, let's do something different and see if something different happens. 
That's exactly right. And I mean, you look at the economy. The economy's on fire. This is the best economy since, since the 50s. We had an economy this good since the end of World War II. The, the unemployment yeah. right now, yeah. unemployment lowest since 1971. Folks, that's when I graduated from high school. You know, that's the thing. They talk about these liberals. They talk about, you know, wanting to help people. And the best thing you do to help them is give them a job. Get a job paycheck. for them. That's right. I had this guy that I used to work out with at the gym, and he's about 30 years old. We used to have these political conversations, especially when the election was going on with Clinton and Bernie Sanders and all the stuff they were talking and, and Trump. And he had all this stuff that he wanted to see happen. He wanted free college, and he wanted free health care, and he wanted free dental care and forgiving student free. loans. And, and I tried to explain to the young man about how – um, those liberal things don't work, and the only people that think they don't work, um, you know, haven't experienced them. And so I guess, you know, Trump's been in office whatever time, and, you know, me and this guy was running back, talking back when, I don't know, there were 20 Republicans weren't running. So what are we talking yeah. about now? Two years ago, two and a half years couple, ago? A couple of years ago. Time has passed by, and this 30-year-old man now has a girlfriend who's 29. I've met her. Uh, she has a Ph.D., incredibly intelligent woman. Piled it higher and deeper. <clears throat> she works over at UAMS. She's from Poland. Okay. Uh, and Poland is this utopia where all dental care is free. It's where all health insurance is free. And it's where all education is free. And a person with a Ph.D. in research can't find a job. Because education is free. Everybody's got one. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you want to go to the doctor, I mean, you can, you know, go in with a gunshot wound and they'll give you an appointment to come back in six months because all medical care is free. And so now that this young man has met this lady and she's told him, you're an idiot. You do not <laughs> want free education. You do not want free health care. You do not want free dental care. It's not free. You're an idiot. Because we have all this in Poland, and our nation is in the crapper. Nobody can get a job. College educations are worthless, right? You can't see a dentist. You might as well just go home and pull your own tooth, okay? You can't get in, right? right. Your money's no good here. Yeah. You know, your tooth is going to fall out. And so I saw the young man this morning. We were working out, and he said, Man, you're right. <laughs> you were right. I said, yeah, man, you you can't. It's impossible for something to be free like that and good. I mean, you, you can't. It's just, you're talking about too many millions of people, you know. It, it, but, but you know, Bernie Sanders, man, he, he sold a good game. You know, he sold that snake oil. He's still out there selling it. And people <laughs> show up and they're buying it still. <clears throat> Anybody. Anything. If you want to see where socialism goes. Go move to Venezuela. A whole lot of people are moving out. You can probably find yourself someplace to move into. It doesn't matter what the thing is. If anybody can get it, it has no value. doesn't matter. doesn't matter if it's a degree, a doctor's appointment, a car, a pair of shoes, a steak. doesn't matter. If anybody can get it, it's not any good. All right. Well, what do you think about Comey? What do you what I mean, do you think? Do you think I mean do you think that he's getting off easy? I just think he's getting off easy. Well, first of all, you know, 
it, it's like I guess he hated both Trump and Clinton because he came out with all the negative that 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 seemed like it was going to hurt Trump with the Russia stuff. Then he had all the negative about the email to hurt Clinton. It's like he wants to be the president or something. I mean, it's like he wants to sandbag everybody. I, I don't know. The guy's all over the place like a ping, ping pong ball or something. I, I don't get it. I don't get all the all the Russian stuff attacking Trump and then the email stuff, which is supposedly the October surprise for Clinton. Yeah. How's it legal to – I guess it's legal to smash your cell phone with a hammer? Now, let, I mean, me, I, let me read this to you. Man. It was an FBI text, and it said Trump supporters are all lazy – uneducated POSs and and they still have a job and they still have a job. Well, Roseanne Barr didn't have a job. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? All right. Unbelievable. All right. 17 after three, got to get a break in. We'll come back and we'll run over to movies for you again. Don't forget about Sonny's (laughs) auto salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. I got to call them, uh, here uh, Monday, I talked to RD. I need the um, wiper assembly on the back of an Acadia, a 2010 Acadia, because I went to a uh, a car wash in Cabot, and the equipment tore mine off, and I can't get the owner to get get back to me. Filled out the form, the whole nine yards, left pictures, everything. Guy never calls me back. So with that in mind, I'll just go out and buy uh, the. Uh, the piece that I need. And, uh, then I'll tell you the Joe's and he'll p- have it put on for me. Um, now I'm not going to ever say a nice thing to anybody about that car wash. They'll say, how about that car wash? Well, I have a few choice words for him on, it. but this is the way Sunday's auto salvage works. You know, I could go to a parts store and probably pay three times the amount that I'll pay at Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. If they don't have the part there at Sunny's, they're atta- you know, attached to other salvage yards all over the United States and the world, and they'll find me that part, have it shipped in at a reasonable cost, and it'll be put on my car. Do the same for yourself. Save yourself some cash. I got better things to spend on than just things for my car. 982-7451 is the number to call. 982-7451. That's Sonny's Auto Salvage. All right, let's go over what movies are playing where. Uh, I... Firmly believe going to see a movie on the weekend is a good thing to do. Yes, sir. Might want to, after seeing a movie, um, travelers in this weekend, or are they on the road? They're on the road. Okay, so go see a movie, and then go just have an adult beverage somewhere and some food or whatever. Or fill up at at the theater. You can do that as well. I'm going to tell you what. Whenever I say slider, just Mm. just put White Castle in front of it. Because they are the um, home of the slider. I mean, White Castle is one. Do you realize, do you know that they are the oldest hamburger chain in America? That didn't surprise me. They are. White Castle rules. 1913. White Castle rules. I love White Castle. I do too. When I I go up and see my brother who lives in Indiana still, as soon as I cross the border into Terre Haute, the second exit off the road there... (laughs) I stop at White Castle, and I buy three bags. And for the record, Crystal ain't White Castle. Now, you're right about that. Now, they got good chili, but they do not have good hamburgers. Not White and, Castle. And that's the Southern. That's the Southern version of not White Castle, and White it's not Castle. as good. And if you go to Cincinnati, don't eat chili up there. 
because they put spaghetti in it. That's not chili. <laughs> it's not chili. Go ahead. It's like Matt. crystal ain't white <laughs> castle. Go ahead. Anyway, Go ahead, buddy. Hotspringsvip.com. You can check out Tag, Ocean's 8, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Adrift, Hereditary, and Deadpool 2. HotSpringsVIP.com, over 40 beers, eight different wines, luxury leather electric cleaners with tables and reserved seating. Tickets on sale now for Mamma Mia 2, Ant-Man and Wasp, Jurassic World, Sicario 2, Hotel Transylvania 3, Skyscraper, HotSpringsVIP.com. Advanced tickets on sale now. looks good, man. Get your reserved seats. Skyscraper. Die Hard with The Rock. CerseiCinema.com. The Incredibles. Tag. Superfly. Ocean's 8. Solo A Star Wars Story. Deadpool 2. Hereditary. Book Club. Avengers. CerseiCinema.com. Get your tickets now for Jurassic World. Sicario 2. Ant-Man and Wasp. Hotel Transylvania 3. Skyscraper and The First Purge. CerseiCinema.com. All right. Sicario 2 is weekend after next, right? 29th. The end of the month. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Great movie. com. Luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserve seating. Full food menu. The Incredibles. Tag. Superfly. Ocean's 8. Deadpool 2. Solo A Star Wars Story. Hereditary. And Avengers Infinity War. All playing this week. Now, Monday and Tuesday in Cabot Hot Springs and Searcy. Doors open at 9.30. Showtime is 10.30 for Captain Underpants. Rated PG. Coke and popcorn are only a dollar each. Can I say something about locations. Captain Underpants? Yeah, my, cool. my grandkids loved those books, and they loved the movie. They thought it was great. Riverdale10.com. Tuesday night, we are showing Unforgiven. It's only $9 with Clint Eastwood. Showtime is 7 o'clock, Tuesday, June the 19th. Showing this weekend, The Incredibles, Tag, Superfly, Ocean's 8, Hereditary, Solo A Star Wars Story, Book Club, First Reformed, Hotel Artemis, Deadpool 2, RBG. Now, RBG, about the Supreme Court Justice, and First Reformed are playing at Riverdale 10 and nowhere else in Arkansas. Riverdale10.com with luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating, over 40 different beers, eight different wines, a full food menu. Go to any of the theater websites and click Birthday Party to reserve your birthday party and get information on private shows and business meetings and business parties and birthday parties. You can buy gift certificates at the website, download the free Theater Group Inc. mobile app, sign up for the email newsletter, like the Facebook page, all at the websites. At any of the four websites, click Menu to see all of the hot, cooked, fresh food made to order we have for you, as well as popcorn, candy, pie, ice cream, any kind of dessert, nachos, hot dogs. Beer and wine are available at Riverdale and in Hot Springs. Soon in Cabot, I hope. Yes, absolutely. Advanced tickets are on sale for all of the new big movies coming out the rest of June and into July. And you can be sure to get those gift cards. You can send a virtual gift card to your loved one. It's Riverdale10.com, CerseiCinema.com, HotSpringsVIP.com, and CabotVIPCinema.com. Make sure to check it out. You can reserve your seats in Cabot, Hot Springs, and at Riverdale. And coming up exclusively at Riverdale later is The Seagull, Leave No Trace, uh, American Animals, 
all coming up exclusively at Riverdale. What's American Animals about? Uh, that is... <coughs> is that that movie about the guy has his girlfriend and she gets abused and she comes back? It's kind of a, a, a 21st spin on I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Riverdale10.com. Check cool. it out. Cool. All right. Those are all coming up. Be sure to check out those uh, the beer and wine menu at Riverdale 10, the full food menu at all four. Don't forget, if you buy a gift card at any of the locations, you can use it at all four locations. And if you get the Theater Group Inc. popcorn refill tub, that's free popcorn every Wednesday mm. until the end of the year. Refills Thursday through Tuesday for only $4.00. And you can bring that popcorn bucket to any of the four locations, Cersei, Cabin, Hot Springs, or Little Rock, and get that free popcorn. All right. Riverdale10.com. I'm going to tell you what. Every weekend, they're going through at least August, man. You have got huge movies opening. It's going to be a good summer. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I'm looking forward to that. But the Sicario movie... I'm waiting for that, not because Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin are in it, but because the guy who wrote the movie writes such compelling scripts that these people act in his movies. Tell you what I'm looking forward to, and they're all right on top of each other. Looking forward to Sicario, June the 29th. I'm looking forward to... Um, Mile 22. I'm, I'm looking forward to um, uh, Equalizer 2, July yes. 20th. Mission Impossible, yes. July 27th. And mile twenty two, August third. When's Pepper coming those out? Those you know? four pictures. You know Jennifer those Garner's movie. Four pictures is what I'm looking forward to. Sicario two, Equalizer <laughs> two, Mission Impossible, and look, you know it's going to be good because Denzel is in it. Mile right. twenty two. Those are the four that I'm excited about. I know nothing about Jennifer Garner. Well, Pepper looks good. Okay, tell you looks. I'll good. take your word for it. All right. Thanks for coming in, Matt. Thank it's you, sir. It's always a pleasure. I'll see you Monday night at about yes, 7 o'clock. That's yes, when sir. I'll get and I will there. not be here next Friday. I know you won't. You're a good man. That's all right. We'll we'll forgive you for that. For, I'll see you Monday. For leaving us. That's okay. All right. There you see go. See you Monday night. All right. Take a break. News is next. Nan Hayward joins us then. All right. Let's uh, get back to some uh, politics now. We've been talking about movies uh, for this weekend. Let's uh, turn our attention here to that IG report yesterday because I haven't had any time to talk about it. Nan Hayworth is going to join us. She's a former congresswoman uh, from New York. And uh, Nan, thanks for joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Can I let me just ask this question because it's one that's been bugging me. They had the big news conference later with the uh, director of the FBI, and he said that this doesn't besmirch the. Uh, the FBI at all. And I thought to myself, really? Hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. It it, uh, uh, it struck my ear strangely as well, uh, Dave, and I think it did for an awful lot of uh, people who, you know what, I, I think, Dave, we can all separate out the rank and file folks in the FBI. Sure. Uh, some of whom are friends of mine and are exceedingly uh, dedicated people who are just as disgusted uh, as we are, and President said it, and he's right. They are just as disgusted as we are with the evidence of the utter lack of integrity, mm-hmm. the bias, the manipulation, the uh, the deviousness uh, at the top of the DOJ and the FBI when it came to. Uh, dealing with uh, not dead, not Secretary Hillary Clinton, but candidate Hillary Clinton. 
uh, and what she did as Secretary of State. Right. And it it just it, it if when you you read the news coming out of this report, uh, you know Peter struck seven words right. No, no, he won't become president. Mm-hmm. We'll stop it. You know, it's sort of like, well, what else do you need to know? This guy was at the top of the Hillary Clinton uh, email investigation. We know that he proposed language changes for James Comey uh, in the first of his two bizarre. Uh, appearances before the nation's press, first in July 2016, when they were at pains to modify the language so that it it, it sounded less, uh, somehow it didn't sound any less serious to folks like us, I'm sure, but, you know, it, it skirted the language of the statute, right? So yeah. it, he could say, well, you know, she, she didn't intend to violate the statute, and therefore I'm going to take Loretta Lynch off the hook. <laughs> it's like, what? Correct. <laughs> yeah, you know, that makes no sense. None of it makes any sense in a world of objectivity. But what it tells us, I mean, when you take everything we read, not just from Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, but from other unnamed uh, actors at the FBI who were obviously uh, heavily involved in this investigation, you know, the bias, uh, the, the deviousness, the only way to explain it, they, and the, violating the rules themselves, using their own personal emails, mm-hmm. uh, accepting gifts, I mean, all kinds of things. The only explanation is that they fully expected that Hillary Clinton would become president, and they'd never be held accountable for any of these things. A- absolutely. There is a, uh, uh, a text that became public, uh, I believe, uh, last night. may have been this morning, but this, they didn't identify who it came from. But it literally, I'm just, I'm, I will, I will put it in my own words. It said, Trump supporters are uneducated, you know, oh, yeah. disgraceful, mm-hmm. you know, pieces of excrement. Yeah, I know. How nice, huh? And I, Boy, and I thought deplorable yeah. was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I was one of those voters, and you know, I have some education behind me i mean it's it, it just it, it it and it was accepted i mean there, there was a community of people you know they, they this this writer whom you just quoted wasn't taken to task by nope. colleagues nope right it was you know it was nods all around oh yeah absolutely and then yeah, they you know, and then they horrible. they all have the the it's amazing to me. They all said when they were interviewed about this, Struck especially said this, oh, yeah, yeah, I wrote all of those things. Yeah, I believe that about Trump, but I was totally yeah. impartial in the job right. that I did. Right. I didn't, you know, Dave, the image I, and I, you know, occasionally I, you know, I tweeted about stuff like this, but uh, I, I tweet a lot, but, but, you know, on this particular thing, really, truly, I think that these folks saw themselves, I, I think they saw, you know, this was 1932 again, right? Uh-huh. And Donald Trump was the looming threat, you know, and they were, and they were, they were going through in their fantasies, they were going to save the world this time from mm. a horrible threat. Yeah. I really do say, and so, right, you know, so the, in their head, it's all justified. Because they're saying, no, 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 I have to change the arc of history. Something evil is happening here. When the evil was happening within the Obama administration. Yes. Right? You know, they weaponized the IRS. And the next question you've got to ask, right, they weaponized the IRS against 
uh, conservative groups. And I do think that that helped to suppress conservative turnout Tea Party folks in 2012 mm-hmm. uh, because they just didn't. And you need resources, I know, from having been in politics. You need resources to get the word out and to reach the people you need to reach to get out to vote. Uh, they weaponized the IRS. This, these uh, actions within the world of the DOJ and the FBI uh, were one level below the president, basically. Because don't tell me, you know, we know Loretta Lynch worked with these people, plus which we know that Barack Obama uh, got word from Huma Abedin every time Hillary Clinton changed her private email address because he could only communicate with her if she was whitelisted to get into his uh, his phone, basically. Right. So we know he knew she had a separate server, even though he denied that she did. So the question you have to ask is, what else did President Obama know, and when did he know it? Yeah, and look, nothing happened uh, in uh, the IRS. Nothing happened in Fast and Furious with the running of the oh, guns. No, right. And, and you yeah. get all of that happening. Then you come back right. and... You know, if you follow the money trail, nothing has happened about the Clinton Foundation. Uh, and, and I I just, you know, I I would snatch my hair out, except I shave my head bald now. So I don't have any hair that I can snatch out of my head any longer. It's just, it's, no, I'm not hearing anybody being disciplined from this IG report. That's, that, that should concern every American. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then now uh, President Trump, uh, in whom I have a lot of confidence, I I think he's done amazing things. I do, too. He's right. You know, he's been a unique and I really mean, you know, one one of a kind uh, figure for for us at a crucial moment in time. Uh, He has said that he is placing his faith in Christopher Wray, that Christopher Wray is going to make things right within the FBI. Mm. Um, that, you know, we, there are two ways to obviously to think about, you know, this entire uh, challenge. One is, could we possibly go back and prosecute the folks who have done this stuff? Could we at least fire Peter Strzok? Yeah, really? The FBI, who continues to be employed? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> I mean, you know, so so remedies for what's already been done, punishment where it's possible to pursue it. Uh, and and the second aspect, of course, is making sure that this never happens again. Yeah, you know, how many times have, heard, is, have we heard that in our history? Yeah, right? that that we've heard that, and I don't believe it for an instant. I think, yeah. you know, I love Sessions. I think he's a great guy. I just don't know if he's the right guy for DOJ. Yeah. Uh, the mm-hmm. other thing that I do know is that there's some house cleaning got to be done there. Uh, yeah. You know, was his name Rothenstein or, or however he pronounces his name? Yes, that he Rosenstein, needs he yeah. needs he needs to be gone too. You know, it's certainly it, it, he's. You know, he it, it de- definitely feels as though he is part of the old regime. Yes, and, he does. Uh, would naturally be protective of it, and you know, just you know, it's sort of all the claims of integrity. It's sort of like you know, just just don't even. <laughs> Don't even go there, you know, because that in and of itself uh, raises a lot of skepticism. You know, it's like, Mr. Rosenstein, please do not defend your predecessors, you know, because that's just not going to fly. Yeah, that don't, James Comey, don't fly at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not President at all. Trump, when he's, yeah, President Trump is when he said I'm exonerated, he meant, 
you know, at least, uh, you know, in one crucial aspect, he said, I was right to fire James Comey. This proves it. Yeah, he's, he made that you know, statement. Aren't you glad I fired him? And I, you know, yeah. rightly so. And that's exactly what he yeah. should have said. Our guest, Congre- okay. former Congresswoman Nan Hayworth from New York. If you'll hold on with us, Nan, just for a moment. Sure. I want to take a quick break and make some money and then I'll be back and we'll uh, we'll talk some more about this because there's just, there's some more things to be talked about here. You know, if you're thinking about claiming your Social Security benefits, you need to stop right now and contemplate something. Uh, You could be on the verge of making an irreversible mistake that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars in the time that you take Social Security. The decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums. You can avoid this by attending an educational maximizing Social Security class coming up on Friday, uh, July the 13th. David Lucas is going to teach that. You've heard David on my show. David does his own show on Saturdays at 10 o'clock and 3 o'clock here at 101.1, The Answer. And the workshop is going to make claiming your benefits really simple and easy to do. Registration, just 18 bucks. It includes a 34-page workbook that you'll fill as you're going along, maximizing your Social Security benefits. We're going to be limiting this, the seating, 20, 25 people probably, maybe a few more. But you need to call now and get yourself all set up for this. Uh, 501-653-6690 is the number 501-653-6690 call right now or visit davidlucasfinancial.com all right back with you chris is on the phone out of guy and uh congressman uh, congresswoman pardon me nan hayworth is our guest and nan chris has got a question chris what is it uh, congresswoman I, I keep hearing all of this stuff coming out and uh, we're, it's the, the Obama administration has done all these files and uh, the, the Comey and the FBI, uh, but it, they're chasing after Trump. They're prosecuting Trump. When is the prosecution yeah. going to start taking place on the other side? And uh, I know. You know, yeah. it, I, as a voter I'm, and as a Republican supporter, I've, I've sure. donated to the Republican Party. I keep yes. getting calls. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I keep going to the to the callers. I'm like, okay, when are we going to start pursuing them right. like they are pursuing us? All if right. I got a ticket right. out here, I would be having to pay my ticket. Or if I did something same the same uh, magnitude, yeah. I'd be in prison. All right, Chris, listen yeah. in. She's gonna she's gonna answer your question. Well, Chris, I, I thank you, number one, for supporting the uh, the GOP. I do, too. Uh, I've spent my life uh, you know, trying to advance our cause. And uh, I'll tell you, um, I share your frustration because it definitely feels as though uh, a lot of folks have uh, gotten away unpunished. And, and meanwhile, of course, yes, uh, we've paid now, I think it's about $20 million, $20 million taxpayer dollars on the uh, investigations being led by Robert Mueller, which uh, thus far uh, have not yielded any evidence of uh, the president's having, and, and there is, I'm quite convinced there is no evidence that the president in any way uh, did anything that violated American laws in order to uh, assist the Russians in assisting him, uh, you know, purportedly uh, in the last election. Uh, the legal, you know, it's the legal ability to pursue some of these uh, folks is is part of the challenge. Like Hillary Clinton 
um, as I understand it, you know, she if she were if the issue of her uh, having used um, uh, her own servers instead of which we know happened, you know, instead of government servers exposing our information uh, to uh, outside uh, entities, which in fact the IG report acknowledges. As I understand it, the legal penalty for that uh, would essentially be removal from, like, the maximum penalty, as, as I understand it, would be remo- removing her from office and, you know, refusing her any further security clearances. Um, so that's obviously she's, you know, she's no longer in office. She doesn't have, as far as I know, she doesn't have any security clearances, so that might be very unsatisfactory. But it strikes me that there are plenty more people. I mean, obviously, James Comey's been fired. Uh, you know, it certainly sounds as though Peter Strzok should be fired. And there's rich material in all of this uh, that uh, uh, certainly I think uh, the administration could go after. And I think it becomes a question of, you know, do they want to expend the resources on it or not? Um, and I, I, Chris, I can't give you the answer to that. I think they'd like to, you know, move on with policy as best they can, obviously, and concentrate on that. Uh, but, you know, we definitely uh, don't want to see people who were involved in this stuff uh, advancing any further in, in the federal government or in elected elective office, for sure. I wish I could give you a happier answer than that, but, you know, that's uh, that's the way I understand it. All right, Chris. Thank you. All right, best answer that uh, she she can offer you right now. Yeah, and when you, and when you, it's, and, not, you know, it's not a satisfactory one, but yeah. the other the other thing is is that uh, you know when you've got the media, in all honesty, the media, you know, blocking uh, for you out there. And I know people say, well, oh, yeah. you know, there's Fox Media and there's talk radio, but let everybody understand. ABC, NBC, CBS, even though their viewership is down, still overwhelmingly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. have the eyeballs that are watching what it is that they're feeding the public. Right. And, 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 and the, that, the mainstream media. Yep. Yeah, that makes a, I'm just telling you, that makes a big difference. It just makes a yeah. huge, huge uh, they difference. They are deeply biased against the president. I mean, oh, my I Lord. It personally, you know, and, and they're, they're deeply biased against Republicans and they manipulate uh, the uh, news about what the president's trying to accomplish. I mean, I, I know, yeah, we all know these things, but it, it really, it, it is uh, so important. You know, your your listeners obviously are, are very smart and well-informed people. It's so important for us to evaluate the information we get and to evaluate what we, you know, for people in general, I mean, you know, to evaluate the information they get, know their sources, Learn civics again, right? Wow, that'd be nice. Right? So few people understand why the Constitution, if they they understand the the content of the Constitution at all, why was it written that way? Why did the framers say there are certain things the federal government should be doing, certain things the state should be doing, certain things the individual citizens should be doing, and why that makes sense? And that the root cause of so many of our problems today are that the federal government has been asked or has taken over so many aspects of uh, what should belong to the states and the citizens, including health care, uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, that, you know, that's the source of our debt and our discord because the federal government cannot do these things well. And, and in concentrating on all these other aspects, it loses uh, its focus that it should have on our defense, on our borders, on our international relations. All right. things like managing the FBI appropriately. Yeah, somehow, somehow what has happened, and I think you will agree with me, Congresswoman, the government mm-hmm. has gotten so big that you mm-hmm. can't control it any longer. Precisely, precisely. And add to that, of course, that, you know, John F. Kennedy, you know, laudably changed the tax code, which desperately needed to be changed. But he also, you know, he gave with one hand, took away with the other when he uh, unionized the federal workforce. Yeah. Yeah. So most of that's a whole show in and of itself. Yes, exactly. And it does, you know, and look, we've all had the experience and I have just recently of dealing with federal government uh, systems, Mm -hmm. information systems, mechanics, stuff like that. It's two to three generations behind. Yep what the private sector uh, uses and offers, right? And they can't get these things right. Yeah, they can't get it right because they don't want to get them right. I honestly honestly believe that. Right, yeah. They They don't want to get it right. To get it right. You know, they don't know. Our head's going to roll. No, look at the VA. If if we all want to weep about something that, for God's sake, this nation could be doing better, and I worked in the VA system. It's the VA. And the president is, is the, you know, is the first one in decades to take on the FD, to take on the VA in a serious way. Uh, and and that effort isn't even mentioned by the mainstream media. The congresswoman, woman, I'm going to let you know, Congresswoman uh, Nan Hayworth, she's from New York, uh, takes a lot to drain the swamp, Congresswoman. It's not going to happen yes, overnight. Sir. It's not going to happen nope. even if Trump is in there eight years. We'll have to continue with Pence after he gets elected. And he'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he will. Mike's a friend of mine. Yeah. He's a good man. You I'll, I'll let he you is. go. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you joining us on this uh, late uh, Friday. Appreciate you. All right, so a little bit on IG and a whole lot more there on the Dave Ellswick Show. we got a break for the news. When we come back, first thing I want to tell you about is Holland Bottom Farms and what they got going got to give you some bad news about them as well but there's a lot of good news so come on back here on the dave ellswick show i wanted to tell you about holland bottom farm before we go any further here on the dave ellswick show as you know bad news strawberry season is over bummer however if you're like me and you like to bring fresh fruit and produce to your table at your home uh, you can do so with holland bottom farm They've got blueberries, and I do mean blueberries, not little blueberries, but the big ones. You know, you go to the big box stores, and you buy the blueberries, and there's these little, they're, they're small. I'm just telling you, they're small. Uh, these are big blueberries, and you'll love them. Throw them in your oatmeal in the morning or put them on top of your cereal, whatever. They've got red and green tomatoes, and uh, right now at Holland Bottom on 321 out there in Cabot, Heirloom Cherokee Purple Tomatoes. I have to go by tomorrow and uh, pick some of those up for Sunday. We're celebrating Father's Day at my house on Sunday. We're doing wings. Uh, Nothing better to go with wings than some good sliced uh, tomatoes and and, uh, some good 
macaroni salad that I'll make. And I'm thinking about making a dip as well. Now, they also have over at uh, uh, Holland Bottom squash, zucchini, bell peppers, jalapenos, and sweet banana peppers, along with red and yellow onions, green beans, and new potatoes. You know, you make a, a roast in a, you know, in your slow cooker, put it in early in the morning, go to church or whatever, put some new potatoes in there, let it cook with it, gets down there in those juices. Ugh. Good stuff. That's Holland Bottom Farms, fresh from the farm to your table on 321 out in Cabot. Take that first Cabot exit off of 67167. Go straight out 321. Go over the Vidoc, and you'll find their location right on the right side of the road. And that is Holland Bottom Farm. That's Tim and Leslie Odom, good people, making sure that you can have great food at great reasonable uh, prices. All right, so we've been talking about the corruption this week uh, that's been uncovered uh, at the uh, Capitol. And I I want us to all keep in mind, small uh, amount of people have been found guilty of doing uh, illegal things, about 3%. All 3%, in my views, need end up going to jail. And uh, we're going to keep an eye on that because sentencings have been put off uh, until a little later on in the year. And I think part of that is because they try to allow people to calm down after they hear what's been going on. Article today in the medical lawyer spot. Uh, this is a, uh, a blog And I want to read this article to you and uh, for you to think about when you look at tort reform here in the state. Uh, Again, everything you're reading this is kind of alleged, so keep that in mind. The Arkansas Times reported the suspicious and mysterious payment from the nursing home industry to legislators considering tort reform. The Southwest Times record continues its excellent reporting on a mysterious payment sent by a major player in the nursing home lobby to a company owned by former state Senator Jake Files. Files pleaded guilty in federal court earlier this year to unrelated charges of wire fraud, bank fraud, and money laundering. An $80,000 wire transfer from a nursing home executive was sent to Files Company in 2014, just a week after an effort was filed to legislatively refer a proposed constitutional amendment to voters that would have limited damages in civil lawsuits. The situation looks smelly enough that a county prosecutor recently wrote a letter to a federal prosecutor asking whether the transfer had been made in violation of federal law. An FOI request by the Times record revealed this information. Previous reporting by the Times record uncovered the $80,000 wire transfer to Files Fort Smith Company, FHH Construction, from David Norsworthy, part owner in more than a dozen nursing homes in the state with Michael Morton. 
The transfer took place on November 24, 2014, according to documents provided to the Times Record. A week earlier, on November 17, 2014, a resolution was filed by State Senator Eddie Joe Williams, one of the nursing home lobby's most reliable soldiers, to send a proposed constitutional amendment limiting civil damages to voters. That resolution ended up dying in committee. A follow-up attempt to get the measure on the ballot by petition was ultimately blocked by the courts. However, a similar effort in 2018, co-sponsored by Files, will be on the ballot as Issue 1 this fall, the so-called Tort Reform Amendment. The measure is strongly supported by the nursing home lobby. It would impose caps on the damages that places like nursing homes would have to pay out if a jury found that abuse led to pain, suffering, or death. Norsworthy, who in addition to co-owning nursing homes, has also been a business partner of Morton's and a health insurance company for Medicare Advantage patients. Arkansas Superior Select is a board member of Arkansas Healthcare Association, the lobbying arm of the nursing home industry, which is pushing hard for issue one. In 2014, when Morton's term was up for his seat on the state commission that oversees the issuance of permits to nursing homes, Governor Hutchinson tapped uh, Norsworthy to replace him. Morton was under federal investigation at the time. Norsworthy continues to serve on that commission. His term is up this year, but he plans to reapply according to commission staff. Morton funneled large amounts of money in recent years to uh, various candidates friendly to his interests, in part via a scheme arranged by Gilbert Baker, the former state legislator and lobbyist. The defrocked judge, Mike Maggio, pleaded guilty in 2015 to taking a bribe to reduce a verdict by millions of dollars in a negligence case involving one of Morton's nursing homes. Around the same time that Baker had arranged multiple contributions from Morton to Maggio for a planned campaign for Court of Appeals, Baker and Morton deny any wrongdoing and have not been charged. Baker's partner, Linda Leah Finnegan, was with Baker when they approached Morton about Baker's scheme to set up multiple PACs, thus dodging campaign contribution limits, that could funnel additional Morton dollars to candidates, including Maggio. In a uh, deposition, Flanagan also described meetings she had with Morton to discuss efforts to enact tort reform to limit damages for maltreatment by nursing homes. As for Files, about six months after his company received uh, the $80,000 from Norsworthy, he received a $30,000 loan from lobbyist Bruce Hawkins, as first reported by the Arkansas blog. Hawkins' name came up at the periphery of the Maggio case. Hawkins had used the same attorney Baker had, uh, Chris Stewart to set up a series of political action committees for a similar building uh, bundling scheme. Those PACs received some of the money aimed at Maggio, and in a deposition, Hawkins testified 
that he moved to distance himself after he got tied up through news articles in the effort to aid Amajo, in part by a contribution made by Stewart from one pack without Hawkins' approval. Files got into his own hot water with federal investigators in a separate matter related to misuse of federal uh, or uh, to government uh, general improvement fund money appropriated by the legislature in 2016 and pledging a forklift he did not own as collateral for a $56,700 bank note. Uh, Files admitted to misdirecting more than $25,000 in taxpayer money for a sports complex his construction company was supposed to build and pocketing gift funds for personal purposes. His uh, sentencing in federal court comes later uh, this summer. But uh, these are this is a, an article that just came out uh, the other day, and we've been talking about uh, so often here on the Dave Ellswick Show and uh, in other shows, we talk about the swamp in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's beginning to appear that the swamp uh, extends into Arkansas as well. And there's a lot of stuff going on that, that just necessarily needs to be taken care of. So uh, we'll keep our eye on this. Again, this is all alleged material. The writer reporting on things that came out of other articles and other newspapers so you need to keep that in mind all right when we come back i'm going to get a break in here i want to talk about the senate ethics material uh that's being taken care of uh here uh by uh the senate uh, there's an article that was written by david ferguson uh that uh, is out there david ferguson uh worked in the general assembly for a long time not in the general assembly but he he worked to, to help members of, uh, you know, House members and senators write the bills that they wrote uh, that uh, went up for their votes. You know, Aero Plumbing has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. This says very simply and clearly, if you're not 100% satisfied with the service provided by Aero Plumbing, they will refund all your money. If the plumber happens to smoke or swears in your home, doesn't wear shoe covers, or has not been drug tested, you don't have to pay for the service as well. And if a repair fails in the first year, they repair it again at no charge. Now, Earl Donaldson, who is the man behind Arrow Plumbing, these are things that he has put into place for his business, Aero Plumbing, which are really good customer service type guarantees to make sure you are treated respectfully and are treated uh, professionally by his staff. Then another guarantee that he has that I want to mention to you and why when somebody calls me or asks me what plumber I use, I always tell them Aero Plumbing because that's who I've used for years now. Uh, They got the clean home guarantee. They guarantee that uh, their folks, their expert, will clean after himself and leave your home clean. Not a bunch of dirt around, you know, stuff hanging out on the floor or anything. I've had that happen before. Uh, If they do that, 
You call Aero Plumbing and tell them, and they're going to send a professional to clean your entire home. That's Aero Plumbing. Find them on Google, Aero Plumbing, or at aeroplumbing.net. Yeah, it's over 30 minutes, buddy. It's not just 25. Dude, do not do that to me <laughs> on a Friday. <laughs> Got to laugh. Uh, um, let's get into you're, this You're doing story. really good so far. Okay, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying today. Want to remind you what Horton's up to. I'm going to tell you what. I'm amazed at Horton's. They have just grown. I mean, they have grown huge over the last decade. Uh, when when I was dealing with them uh, really big in, in, in about uh, 12 years ago, still, I mean, we still are. I'm talking about them right now. Uh, when I started talking about Horton's, they had their one location, and then a few years later they were talking about Bryant. Now they're going to have six locations uh, for you to have at. But here's the big deal. Uh, Their Little Rock location is going to go in for a complete makeover. Uh, They've grown that uh, their small family practice that they started back in the 80s, now into eight, pardon me, into six locations uh, across Arkansas. Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith, and uh, Searcy so that you're not too far away from a Horton's location if you are in need of their services. The Little Rock location getting a much-needed demo and addition, and uh, they're going to bring it up to be a state-of-the-art facility with the latest technology in prosthetics and orthotics. Big, big new waiting room, new mastectomy area. You know, I've been talking about that, about uh, Horton's, and if you're a woman who's had breasts removed and and you need, uh, you know, help in that area, they've got a special group of ladies that will do great things for you. And now they're going to have this new area that's just for you that have had uh, these surgeries. And uh, that's going to give you all the additional privacy and comfort while you're, com- you're fitted and you get all your self-confidence back. This is all because Horton's prides itself on their patient relationships. They keep the patient happy because that's their number one priority. Uh, remember, six locations with the updated facility now, Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant-Conway, Fort Smith and Searcy, and if I know Gary and, and Mike and Chris and, and Tanya well enough that I can tell you there will be other locations uh, opening in the near future as well. That's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics providing a lifetime of support. They do a wonderful, wonderful job there. David Ferguson, who I've gotten to know over the last couple of years, is a guy I really like. Uh, what uh, he did in the past is he helped write the bills uh, for the uh, House members and the state senators put things into all that legalese, uh, read those bills and made sure there wasn't already a bill that had been passed that did what uh, the, you know, the elected official was trying to do. Well, yesterday, of course, Senator, uh, the Senate leaders unveiled a proposed rule on Senate ethics. The proposal came as criticism of corruption by senators was mount- mounting. And as they started seeing that these stories 
about all these different uh, elected officials and just, you know, um, gotten out of uh, uh, the political realm, people, uh, was getting traction with the general public. The proposal appears to include some improvements uh, that David Ferguson says he'd like to uh, discuss. But first, he would like the time for a more detailed review of the proposal. He says, for now, we need to talk about the proposal's power grab that will remove the ethics role of the few senators who have dared to criticize business as usual. And we're going to talk about that. When we come back, I'll read the rest of this article. It's important that you hear it. Uh, Give you something to think about over the weekend. Remember, uh, you know, Ray Lincoln used to say, make sure you read the Saturday paper because that's where they hide all the news they don't want you to know about. They figure you're doing something and don't have time to read Saturday paper. Pick it up. Make sure you take a close look at it. See what might be there that uh, they don't want you to know about. And uh, then Monday, we're going to have, you know, more talk about all of this because I I don't intend to leave it go. Uh, I I need to get some of these people on from uh, this committee that's being put together to put together these uh, rules. Wallace, Irving, uh, uh, Rapert, Mallet, and Bond. Try to get them on, get several of them on next week to talk further about these proposed changes that uh, the Senate came up with yesterday, this group is going to look at them even more and then they got to be voted on. All right. We got news coming your way. Top of the hour. After uh, we get news, I'll be back and we'll continue our discussion about this David Ferguson uh, article that you need to know about. All right, let's get back to this article and I'm just going to kind of just read it to you. It's got some good stuff in it. Better for, me to read it to you then sit here trying to paraphrase it. The proposal creates a committee on Senate ethics made up of five members appointed by the president pro tem of the Senate. Sound like a step forward? Not really. It's a significant step backwards, says David Ferguson. The proposed rule takes away authority from the Senate Rules Committee and gives the authority to the proposed Committee on Senate Ethics. Now, you're going to ask, he says, why is that significant? Because the proposed Committee on Senate Ethics is a much easier body to control fewer members and all selected by one person. I'm surprised Senate leaders are using the exact same ploy they have used in creating task forces, take away authority from an existing committee, control who gets to be members, and thereby control the outcome. So compare the makeup of the committees. The Rules Committee has 15 members. How are they selected? The assignment is chosen by senators by seniority. The proposed Committee on Ethics have five members all chosen by the president pro tempore. That would at this time, uh, unless something changes early on in 2019, uh, Senator Henry. With the Rules Committee, you get a cross-section of the Senate. With the proposed Committee on Senate Ethics, you get 
only allies of one senator, the pro tempore. The Rules Committee currently has authority to provide advisory opinions to senators. Instead of expanding the authority of the Rules Committee, the proposal takes away its authority and creates a committee that the pro temp chose, uh, chosen ones. By creating a new committee instead of using the Rules Committee, Senate leaders are avoiding having to give a larger ethics role to senators who have dared speak out against corruption and business as usual. The Rules Committee membership includes Senator Brian King and Senator Terry Rice. Senator King had the audacity to propose a bill to require Medicaid providers to disclose business relationships with legislators. Senator Terry Rice dared to call for the resignation of Senator Jeremy Hutchinson. Senate leaders may also be concerned about other voices of reason on the Rules Committee, such as Senators Caldwell, Hickey, and Stubblefield. The Rules Committee is a mixed bag of reformers and those who protect the status quo, but that is why it is a good committee to conduct investigations. Here is the full membership. There are currently only 14 members listed on the committee. Bruce Malick, Trent Garner, Cecil Bledsoe, Ronald Caldwell, Eddie Cheatham, John Cooper, Scott Flippo, Jim Hendren, Jimmy Hickey Jr., Blake Johnson, Brian King, Terry Rice, Gary Stubblefield, and Larry Teague. Leaders have no good reason to create a new committee because no offense to the Rules Committee, but it's not a busy committee when compared to other committees. Giving it additional ethics duties would not be a burden. There would likely be relatively a few ethics complaints to make it to hear, you know, make it to the hearing state. With no need to create a new committee, this starting to look more like window dressing to make it look more like more is being done or worse, an attempt to control the results in case someone in leadership has an ethics problem. The proposal makes it harder for the full Senate to hold its own hearings on violations of the Senate Code of Ethics. Currently, a majority of the Senate can require hearings on a senator's alleged violation of the Senate Code of Ethics. The proposal shifts this authority to the President Pro Tem Handpicked Committee on Senate Ethics. The Senate would then have the role of reviewing the committee's report and voting for or against the finding of a violation. If a majority of the Senate decided there was a problem with the report of the five-member committee and wanted to hold its own hearings, the Senate would have to vote to suspend its rules by a two-thirds vote which is 24 votes instead of acting on a majority vote of 18. Whatever changes are made in the rules, a majority of the Senate should always be allowed to act, whether it is to ratify a committee action or to hold its own hearings. I had heard good things would come out of the ethics proposal, so the move by Senate leadership to stack the deck is extremely disappointing. I hope the full Senate will fix this mess, and I hope I will see some better provisions as I read the rest of the proposal. 
If you'd like to read about current ethics laws and rules and the loopholes built into them, you might like to read Sham Ethics Rules for Arkansas Legislature and Lots of Loopholes. It's another uh, article that uh, David has written. Senate Rule 7.04a, the Rules Committee, shall consist of 15 members, and all proposed action touching the Senate rules, joint rules, and order of business shall be referred to the Committee on Rules. Senate Rule 7.01b, Section 6, the next senior member shall then choose a position on one joint committee or one select committee. The seniority rotation procedure shall continue without regard to party affiliation until the member with the least seniority makes his or her selections. Only a member of the majority party may serve as the chairman of the Joint Performance Review Committee. And I read you all those names. So it's going to be interesting. They're cutting, uh, evidently cutting out the... Uh, Rules Committee uh, and passing it over to the proposed Committee on Ethics that we heard about yesterday. And again, those five members are Wallace, Missy Irvin, uh, Jason Rapert, Mallet, and uh, Will Bond. Those are the folks. I don't know the first names of Wallace or of, uh, of Mallet. So I will do my best to get some of those people on uh, to talk to us about exactly uh, what they're going to be looking at at these proposals uh, that were made yesterday. And uh, maybe one of their proposals would be that, you know, this should be turned over to the Rules Committee. Not expecting that. I'm just saying that. just maybe that would happen. Uh, Conduit for Action is where you can get David uh, Ferguson's piece and and take a, a look at it, uh, have a lot of respect uh, for David Ferguson, a lot of material that he covers. Uh, he covers in a way because, you know, he's he's one of those guys that's worked in uh, the Capitol, worked with the legislators, and knows what goes on uh, behind the curtain. He's not the wizard, but he's seen the wizard, so to speak, and it's uh, something to keep in mind. All right, let's get a quick uh, uh, check in here. we got to get some uh, bills paid, then we'll come back and pick up on some other uh, different uh, stories that are out there today because there's a lot of news being made, uh, not only here in the United States, but around the world. Hey, don't forget about David Lucas and uh, this uh, workshop that he's going to be having. It's going to be having coming up in uh, July, on Friday, July the 13th. Because if you're cl- if you're thinking about claiming your Social Security benefits, uh, stop and think a little bit because if you don't know exactly what you're doing, if you don't have all the information, you could be on the verge of making a, you know irreversible mistake that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. Now, I'm looking really seriously at going to this one because next year, I can begin taking my Social Security, and I I have to look at it and see, do I want to wait or do I want to start? And uh, i got to make some decisions, and i got to make sure that I'm going to make the right decision. And so I want to sit down and, and hear what David has to say. 
because your decision can trigger an avalanche of taxes. It can double your Medicare premiums. So uh, you can avoid, you can you could avoid this by attending an educational maximizing Social Security class on Friday, July the 13th. And the workshop helps to make claiming your benefits simple and easy. Registration is $18. It includes a 34-page workbook uh, maximizing your Social Security benefits. Now, seating is going to be limited, so you need to call today, 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690, or you can visit davidlucasfinancial.com. That's his uh, website. Get all the information there and sign up for this as well. Well, moving away a little bit from what we've been talking about, I want to be in a Friday. Let's talk about some other issues as well. Russ, let me ask you a question. Do you watch any of the World Cup soccer coverage at all? Only if I flip over and it just happens to be on and I'm in the mood to sit down and watch some sports, I, but I don't tune into it. No. Yeah, I, I, I don't do that. And here in the United States, you know, they're always ballyhooing that soccer has, you know, gained so much, uh, uh, so many fans. Well, I don't know if that's exactly true or not. Uh, you know, I can talk to people about baseball teams and most guys sitting around, uh, you know, farting around, we're having lunch or whatever, and we're talking about that kind of stuff. They can name a lot of the different teams, several of the different players. Football's the same way, basketball. Pro and college are are the same way. But the opening game of the 2018 World Cup was a winner for Vladimir Putin because his Russian team won and won big over Saudi Arabia five to nothing. All right, big score. Five to nothing is a big score. Uh, It's a huge score. Yeah, well, and see, that's why I don't like soccer. (laughs) Well, dude, it's like hockey, okay? If you're scoring a lot, then you're there's something wrong somewhere yeah but okay 5-0 and here's the key in hockey you can knock the other guy down okay <laughs> you don't get a red card pull on you you know run into him you can whack him you can do a Punch lot of him in the face that's exactly right it's it, you know you can have a, a fight in a hockey two game minutes in out. the penalty box there's a power play and then it's all over said and done with gotta love it gotta love it all right check out the meter market rating, all right, that would be like in L.A., Chicago, New York. And you would think that soccer would be bigger in the big markets than out in the rural areas, okay? We're football kind of people, and we're baseball and basketball. The big markets pulled for the World Cup a 1.6. Not good. Not good at all. This is way down from 2014. Uh, The first game of the 2018 World Cup, Face Planet, 50% down. 50% down from 2014. Uh, Back in 2014, the World Cup, the June 12, 2014 match, saw ESPN score a network World Cup record as then-host nation Brazil beat Croatia 3-1 on that particular Thursday. 
having an afternoon kickoff in a time zone that is almost the same as the U.S., uh, East Coast, and with a well-followed football powerhouse on the pitch, uh, that 2014 World Cup ended with a 4.4 million viewers for ESPN. Additional 5.1 million watched the 2014 opening game on Univision, who was also airing the tournament four years ago. Yesterday's demol- uh, demolition of the Saudi team by Russia ended up with 1.7 million viewers on Fox. Even with an additional 150,000 watching on streaming, the biggest blowout in the past 84 years of the World Cup fell a hard 61% from, six, from four years ago. Downturns like what we saw from 2014 to 2018 in the meter markets mean that clearly time zones are going to be a factor this World Cup. Now, if you're a real, if you are a real fan, you'd be tuning in no matter what time. I remember when I was living on Guam, and uh, I used to get up early, and I do mean early, two o'clock in the morning, to uh, listen to the uh, football games live instead of watching them on television later, tape delayed. This year, Telemundo has the Spanish language rights to the World Cup, but those numbers haven't come out to, uh, yet. We'll update on that whenever we get it. So uh, Fox Sports 1 this morning uh, had Egypt versus Uruguay. So we'll have to see how that goes as well. But uh, getting off to a very, very very uh, weak, weak start as far as the uh, the World World Cup. Now in Russia, uh, for the uh, bands who like to bring live chickens to the matches, I'm, I'm not making this up. All right, uh, you don't get to bring them into the stadium for the soccer game. Some fans dye chickens in the national colors as a good luck symbol, including those from Nigeria who play Argentina on uh, Saturday. Russia's Interfax News Agency quotes regional culture and tourism ministers as saying fans from Nigeria asked whether they could bring their chickens to the stadium. It's their symbol, and people support the team with them at all the games. We told them they can't bring a live chicken at all. Nigerian fans want to support their team elsewhere. Uh, he says a government advice hotline can, quote, advise them where to buy a chicken. <laughs> uh, we're prepared to satisfy even the most eccentric requests, unquote. Uh, Nigeria, by the way, got a similar refusal at the 2010 World Cup when the South African Press Association reported Nigerian fans were angered their chickens weren't allowed into the, sta- the stadium in Johannesburg. <laughs> there you go. Those are my kind of fans bringing ch- chickens to the game. And they dye them different colors, Russ. They dye them the color of the national flag. Take them into the stadium with them. Russians say no chickens in the stadiums, but I do like their their hotline. They got they got like the butterball hotline uh, <laughs> for Nigerians. I'd be afraid somebody'd start a fire and have a barbecue. Yeah, call them. I'm just saying, you can call the government uh, advice hotline, 
run by Butterball. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Uh, and they can advise them where to buy a chicken. Where 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 are these games being played again? In Russia. They've got like uh, eight. The, the problem Russia with the chickens is, then is that they can't tell whether they're. I have no Never idea. Mind. Here's the bottom line, all right? They've got eight locations they're playing the World Cup because Russia is so big. They're all over the country. I wonder, are they playing like it? I don't know if they're playing in Siberia or not. I, probably not. Weather would be pretty brutal on that. Anyway, they advise them where to buy their chickens. and they're. Listen to this now. Keep this in mind the next time you're in Russia. They're prepared to satisfy even the most eccentric requests, whatever that means. The world-famous dog chicken. <laughs> All right, going to tell you about John Travolta when we come back. Yeah, he's back in the uh, in the news. He's got a new movie out called Gotti. Not received real well. We'll tell you about, about it when James? we come back. Yeah, about Gotti, he's a, the crime boss. Oh he plays the crime boss. With Vinny the Barbido or, or Barbera or whatever. John Gotti. Yeah, John Gotti. What was it? Uh, he played Ben. Uh, what was it? Benny. Uh, what was the last name on Welcome Back, Cotter for uh, Travolta? Bar- I can't remember. Anyway, he's probably using that accent for uh, Gotti. I'm thinking. I'm just thinking. All right, let's take a break. I'll tell you about it when we come back. All right. So John Travolta decided to star in the movie Gotti. Which, at the time of writing of the uh, movie review for Showbiz 411, was zero. (laughs) Man, I've never seen Rotten Tomatoes give anybody a zero. Friedman says that should probably be a 10. That ain't much better. Let's just put it that way. Uh, They say it, it is just a terrible, 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 terrible movie. I was talking to Zach just a moment ago, and I mean, John Travolta just here recently finally lived down Battlefield Earth. You know, the book by L. Ron Hubbard, the guy who started Scientology, that uh, Travolta is heavily involved in. And he wanted to make a movie of that book, and he just butchered it. I mean, the book is not bad science fiction, but in in the hand when John Travolta gets his hands on uh, you know a movie, he destroys them mostly. I mean, he's he's not he, he's not he's one of those guys. I gotta think that behind the scenes is a micromanager who changes the script, and and when he's acting in it, you know, he's the big star, so nobody can probably talk to him. But anyway, uh, the director, Kevin Connolly, who took over, uh, according to Friedman, from a long series of unfortunate incidents that led to this production. Connolly was hamstrung by Travolta, because Travolta is hard to work for, by a really, really bad script and a series of producers, some of whom had criminal <laughs> records. You know, they must have had noses like this, Russ. You know, bent noses. Hey, hey, hey want some pasta? Anyway, 
Um, last night's premiere of Gotti was entertaining more for the celebrities who showed up. Uh, Regis and Joy Philbin were there, Susan Lucci and her husband, former police commissioner Ray Kelly, his wife Veronica, and their broadcaster son Greg among them. Here, uh, I got a. This is so funny. I, I don't think of uh, Roger Friedman as a comedian, but he, he outdid himself re- writing about this. It says, I don't know what those people thought of Gotti, but in our packed overflow screening room, many in the audience fled the theater before the movie was close to over. Friedman's uh, buddy leaned over and said, it's late, maybe they were hungry. (laughs) Got to grab something to eat before they close the restaurants. Uh, Gotti has around 28 producers. What's the old saying? Too many cooks spoil the broth. And looks like an all-you-can-eat buffet version of a gourmet Martin Scorsese movie. You only realize how amazing James Gandolfini was in The Sopranos by watching Travolta act with his chin. The same way he portrayed Robert Shapiro in the O.J. miniseries. Between Travolta and his real-life wife, Kelly Preston, who plays Mrs. Gotti. The movie is like an infomercial for wigs. The only person they were missing was Joyce Buffont. That's a joke, get it? Uh, I guess Scientology is like the mafia, so the Travoltas know their material. Much of Gotti is Travolta acting against himself, although sometimes in scenes, he has the kid playing John Gotti Jr., Spencer Rocco Lofranco, who acts as if in another movie, maybe on Lifetime. <laughs> the screenplay is so bad that there's no sympathy or interest in anyone else, although I did kind of like the supporting work of Pruitt Taylor Vince, Stacey Keach, and Chris Mulkey. Like director Conley, they made their best effort. At some point in the PR for this film, there was a lot made of Travolta's daughter, Ella, being cast. She's not in the credits. She's not on the screen. I have no idea what happened there. The movie's entire goal is to exonerate, absolve, and explain the life of John Gotti Jr., who gave up the mob, walked away in exchange for his freedom. The thing is, I've met him. And uh, Mr. Gotti Jr. is a totally affable and extremely friendly guy. The movie's based on his book, and I can't tell if he's totally happy with it. But his father's dead, and he's trying to live his life. But the obstacle is that his father was a vicious animal. We can't get around that. All the people who worked for him were no better. The fact that Lim Dobbs and Leo Rossi wrote a non-existent screenplay about these hideous people doesn't help. It jumps back and forth. There's no way of knowing what's going on, where we are in the timeline, who's whacking who, etc. Gotti has a zero so far on Rotten Tomatoes. As a New Yorker and a fan of The Godfather, I dig the mob lore, the Little Italy social clubs, and the whole story of the Castellano hit at Sparks Steakhouse. But it's fiction, not as real life. But the gratuitous violence, hey, this stuff really happened, and it wasn't funny to the victims, and it's not so funny seeing it rationalized here. Note to John Travolta, no one buys the wigs in real life. 
you're not doing yourself any favors. So bottom line, that's about as brutal as you will get for a movie. I mean, I've, I've seen brutal reviews, but folks, that is really, really uh, boat, uh, brutal. The Hollywood Reporter, the headline says, John Travolta's Gotti gets rare 0% score on Rotten Tomatoes. John Travolta's new film, Gotti, a biopic about the late mobster John Gotti, hits theaters today and has already earned a rare distinction, a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So you got uh, Travolta's no stranger to that dubious notoriety, though. Wikipedia's list of films with a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes includes his 1983 film, Staying Alive, and his 93 film, Look Who's Talking Now. Reviewing the film for the New York Times, critic Glenn Kenny writes that the long gestating crime drama Gotti is a dismal mess comes as no surprise. What does shock is just how multifaceted, just how multifaceted a dismal mess it is. Jordan Mincer's assessment for The Hollywood Reporter cautions, quote, the film is pretty terrible, poorly written, devoid of tension, ridiculous in spots, and just plain dull in a lot of others. On the Metacritic uh, review site, which measures critics' judgments with a numerical grade based on five reviews, it's currently earned a 27 out of a possible 100. Gotti is debuting in 500 theaters in North America over the weekend. It's taken more than seven years to reach the screen. The R-rated drama is expected to gross between one to two million during its first three days, which goes to show sometimes you put enough, you put even a piece of crap on the screen. Just show a turd, you know, floating around in the bowl. You can make one or two million dollars off of it. Since uh, first being announced in 2011, the project has gone through a quartet of directors. Now the IMDb page lists, they said 28 producers. There are really 44 producers, executive producers, and co-producers. And just this past December, its future appeared in doubt when distributor Lionsgate premiere pulled it from the release schedule just 10 days before the movie was to hit the theaters. But uh, Kia Morgan, an executive producer on the film that played a role in buying rights back from Lionsgate, promises the wait will be worth it. It's a masterpiece. It's one of the best mob movies I've seen in years, he told The Hollywood Reporter. Wow. Just sad. That's that's sad. You know, if John is trying to make some comebacks, uh, the best thing you do is next year making sure that uh, Greece is back in the theaters for its 50th anniversary. Just saying. Just saying. All right, a break. The uh, Army has some new technology you got to hear about. I got that story for you next. Think superheroes and some of the great things that they can think Superman and one of his great superpowers that he has when people are trying to hide from him behind walls. So Dave Ellswick show, we got more coming your way. All right. 92 degrees here in uh, little rock 
hot day outside. I, I bet you we're up in low hundreds and in heat index today. I know I walked outside a little earlier today, and it was pretty doggone warm out there. Telling you this uh, story about uh, soldiers and new device that they have coming, MIT, i put this together. Bionic soldiers with X-ray vision will soon be a reality thanks to a new wireless system that uses radio waves to map people's movements behind walls. Researchers at MIT trained artificial intelligence to analyze radio signals that bounce off human bodies to create a dynamic stick figure that mimics a person's actions. Now, you got a picture of it right here in front of me where you can see a guy sitting down, two people standing up. But, you know, by looking at this, you can tell exactly how many people are in the room. The uh, so-called neutral network can sense people's postures and movements even from the outside of a building or the outside of a room. MIT says the tech can be embedded into a wireless device which would theoretically allow soldiers to hook it up to their combat gear, like helmets and night vision goggles. In the future, military personnel could use it on the battlefield to, quote, see hidden enemies by wearing augmented reality headsets. Researchers are now working to create realistic 3D models that map even more detailed movements. For example, the tech will soon show if a person's hands are shaking. The biggest challenge the team has faced is that most neutral networks are trained using data labeled by hand. If a neutral network is taught to identify cats, for example, it requires programmers to look at a massive uh, trove of images and label each one as either cat or not cat. But radio signals pose a a big problem as they can't be tagged the same way by humans. To overcome it, the researchers gathered thousands of images of people doing activities like walking, talking, sitting, opening doors, and waiting for elevators using both their wireless device and a camera. This mixture of examples allowed the system, and remember this artificial intelligence, you can see this, process the information, and act on the information. Uh, This mixture of examples allowed the system to grasp the association between the radio signal and the stick figures of the people in the scene. Training over the system was able to estimate a person's posture and movements without cameras and behind walls, using only the wireless reflections that bounce off people's bodies. In addition, it could accurately identify individuals based on their sight and size and walk. Despite citing police applications, the paper does not discuss military usage of the tech and instead focuses more on health care. It could also be used for new types of video games where players move around the house, say its creators, and in search and rescue missions to help locate survivors. It's kind of interesting, is it not, to say that you got uh, the ability to look behind walls? I mean, uh, they've been able to do that somewhat 
using heat signature technology. But this instead, but that gives you kind of just a, of a blob, you know, doesn't give you a, a figure of exactly how many people are in a room and things. And it definitely doesn't allow you to tell if uh, the entity that you're looking at there, that you can tell if their hands are even shaking. What would be interesting is to see if uh, you'd be able to um, tell if they're armed. So, uh, story out of the New York Times, and I know all of us from time to time watch reality TV. And next story I'll get into when we come back from the news is reality TV and reality are two different stories. And I want to tell you about that because, you know, a lot of people have gone into the business of flipping homes because they watch television watch reality tel- uh, TV like those, you know, the couples that are out in uh, Vegas and things of that nature, and they go and they find a house and they, they spend a, a couple of uh, maybe 100000 maybe a, a little bit more, and then they fix it, uh, fix the house up really, really nice and do a little landscaping, things of that nature, and then they sell it and make somewhere between thirty and $90,000. Uh, there's a big difference between reality TV and reality, and some people are learning some really hard, hard lessons about that. Hey, tomorrow I'll be on uh, the air here at 9 o'clock with the uh, car and truck doctors. We'll get together and answer your questions, car questions that you might have. It's a great show to get up to in the morning. Uh, If you've been maybe working on um, you know, a, a car, a classic car, and you need some some tech advice, they can help you with that. If you have a car and it's doing weird stuff, uh, you know, stopping when just all of a sudden or whatever, you can talk to these guys. How about when you fill up your car and then it won't start? Uh, they'll tell you why it does that as well. There's a lot of different things that happen. You know, join us in the morning between 9 and 10, 823-0965 is the number. You call in and ask uh, your car question at that time. Then I'm I'm going to take some time and go out and have some breakfast or whatever and come back. And uh, I'm filling in for uh, Shane Stacks tomorrow uh, at 1 o'clock on his show when Shane plays radio. And I'm going to have Mitch uh, Breitweiser here and Tim Lim and one of their friends as well who will be joining me, and, and we'll talk all things geek uh, on the show and some new things going on with Tim, some new things going on with Mitch, and uh, we'll discuss all of that with them. But when we come back from the news, which is coming up next, uh, we're going to spend some time talking about reality and reality TV because, folks, reality TV is far, far from uh, reality as people that are flipping homes are now finding out. News is next, and then I'll be back for the final half hour of this week's edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get back to it. Uh, I'll have our book club winner here in a few moments. Russ is gathering that information up for so just keep listening. We'll have it for you. Anyway, these folks that got into the house flipping business have found that it's not uh, as uh, easy as it looks because when you watch the television shows, they make it all look like they start on 
like the first day of a month, and they're done by the end of the month. Let me let me run through this for you, what these guys have run into. Uh, the show makes it look very easy, according to Mr. Levitt in this story. He points to the deceptively short timelines. They're not that short. And the unrealistic cost estimates, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that are there. Where a show might describe a six-week renovation schedule from start to finish, the real world moves at a much, much slower pace. Says Levitt, you can spend four weeks with an architect before you even get started, he said. Then you have to pull permits, and that can take another month. During that time, as the investor, or if you've got somebody putting the money up for what you're doing, they're going to be paying property taxes, insurance, and interest on a mortgage or construction loan. Uh, Chip Wade, a carpenter on HGTV's Design to Sell and Curb Appeal, and a Liberty Mutual consultant describes the information gleaned from these shows as no more useful than what you might find on a Pinterest board. You're not seeing pricing. You're not getting full spectrum of the process, he said. You're looking through a very, very small lens. Mr. Lovett said he's gotten better at minimizing his expenses, and uh, he, he has made now money on his investments. He hopes uh, he just bought a property for $300,000. Uh, his wife is going to do all of the um, interior decorating. Remember, she was on bed rest when he first started uh, for her pregnancy. And so he bought a, a home in South Orange uh, in Grove Park in Jersey opposite a house he and uh, Mr. Blundell bought in January for $300,000. They're designing and uh, getting ready to stage it as uh, his wife does for all the properties. From the bench where he sat, Mr. Levitt watched workers building the framing for an addition that will expand the house from three bedrooms to five. Pulled up to this house and said, we're going to buy this house because of the location. Here's what he's hoping. It's not a given. He's hoping to list the property in about three to five months and perhaps for as much as $900,000. That'd be his, his biggest win. But he's been doing it now for three years and he says overall during that three years, forty grand is what he's made. So uh, don't think it's so easy when you when you sit down and you and you watch it. It is not easy at all. And if you're thinking about heading out to Vegas, they just don't they don't learn there. It's amazing. You remember when the housing crisis happened? Uh, um, Russ and people bought those houses and they had that overheated housing market. We had the bubble and then it burst because you had sub sub zero prime, uh, you know, 
mortgages and all kinds of stuff. And people would buy a house and they would pay X amount of dollars for it, an exorbitant amount. And then when the bubble burst, they were on, they were on the, you know, the hook for X amount of, you know, maybe two, $300,000 and the house was valued at $180,000. Now you're expected to pay the exorbitant amount. And what happened, a lot of people just walked away from those mortgages and let them go bankrupt. So here we are now about back out in Vegas again. And uh, home prices are rising at one of the fastest clips in the country with builders fetching record dollar amounts and resale values approaching the prior highs right before the housing bubble burst. The growth is so fast that according to a new report, prices in Vegas are the most overvalued in the country. That's not where you want to be buying real estate. Southern Nevada home prices were 20 to 25% overvalued in the first quarter. That's up from 15 to 19% overpriced in the same period last year and 10 to 14% overvalued in the first quarter of 2016. Las Vegas was the most overpriced market among the 20 listed in uh, Fitch's report. The credit ratings company deemed prices sustainable in six metro areas, undervalued in two, and overvalued in the rest. And now locals are wondering whether Vegas is in another bubble, and Fitch's report might be viewed as a warning about the Valley's increasingly heated housing market. But the leader of Southern Nevada's largest real estate association strongly disagreed with the findings, citing, in part, differences between today's market and that of the mid-2000s when Las Vegas was ground zero for America's housing bubble and not long before it was the epicenter of the crash. For its report, Fish looked at, among other items, unemployment, household income, rent levels, and mortgage rates. Las Vegas's rebound from the recession has been strong, but it has sparked momentum that has called prices to overshoot, he said. Bailey added that the prices show no sign of slowing down and instead keep accelerating. Sounds a whole lot like the mid-2000s, 2004 to 2007, maybe. And then they were the epicenter, man. At one time... 87% of the homes in in uh, in Vegas alone were underwater. The median sales price of previously owned single-family homes, the bulk of the market was $295,000. In May 2017, by comparison, the median price was up 9% year over year. By almost any measure among them, Builders, sales totals, and mortgage lending volume, Las Vegas' housing market remains below right now its boom era highs. Perhaps the only aspect to hit new records is builders' sales prices. The medium resale price of a single-family house peaked at 315000 in mid-2006, but could reach that level again later here in 2018. GLVAR President Chris Bishop of Coldwell Banker Premier Realty said Wednesday that Fitch's conclusion about, about Las Vegas, quote, makes no sense at all. I mean, why would they speak against this? 
They're making hand, money hand over fist. He cited the shrunken unemployment rate, the pipeline of projects on the strip, and the high demand from buyers. Despite a plunging availability of houses for sale, around 46,600 homes traded hands in southern Nevada last year, the third highest tally on record. Quote, we have consumers all day long ready, willing, and able to purchase homes in southern Nevada. Asked if he thinks prices are inflated to some degree amid low availability, he said that's hard for me to say in my position, adding that he's not an economist, evidently. But he noted that mortgage lending is tighter than it was in the mid-2000s when practically anyone could get a home loan and that jobs are growing. Las Vegas' unemployment rate uh, was 5% in April, higher than the U.S. average of 3.7, but it's down from a peak of 14% in 2010 when the economy was in shambles. Prices would be inflated if there was nothing substantial in the economy to back it up, Bishop said. We'll keep our eye on this. Because I'm going to tell you what, if if something goes wobbly, that whole market could go completely wobbly uh, on that. All right, when we come back, Trump in 2020. He's more popular right now than three other presidents at this time in their presidencies. Who is that? I'll tell you when we get back. It's going to stun you when I tell you, but I'm going to tell you when we continue on the Dave Ellswick Show. I told you we uh, give away a book to our Dave Ellswick Book Club. Don't forget to go to, uh, you know, our uh, 101.1 FM uh, website. Uh, theanswer.com and to uh, you know sign up for this because you could win some really great conservative books and since it's going to be Father's Day on Sunday at my house since it's Father's Day I'm serving up wings man we're having wings we're going to have some watermelon and we're going to have some uh, uh, macaroni salad and some barbecue dip that I'm going to make with uh, pizza rolls doesn't that sound like a guy's kind of Father's Day dinner? I'm just telling you, that's that's what we're going to do. But we got a copy of Larry Elder's book. You hear Larry after my show. Uh, he's a, a best-selling author and a nationally syndicated talk show host. He and his father uh, were far apart in a lot uh, of his lifetime. And then... He and his father reconciled, and he's written a book about it called A Lot Like Me. It's a father and son's journey to reconciliation, a memoir, Larry Elder, and the book is signed by Larry, goes to Brian Patterson. Congratulations, Brian. This is uh, your book. There's, here it is on camera so everybody can see it. So we're going to give him uh, that book. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, by the way, out there. Something to, to keep in mind. Make sure you're celebrating with your family. Make sure. Hey, look, if if your dad's alive, mine's not. God only knows there's many a time I wish that I could still pick up the phone and talk to him. A man with only a third-grade education, one of the smartest people I knew as I got older. And uh, I used to call him all the time and ask him his advice. I wish I could still do that. I can't. If your dad is still alive, then, uh, you know, take the time to make a call to him this uh, Sunday and, Tell him Happy Father's Day. Uh, if you need to reconcile with your father, uh, if you can get a hold of him and, and talk out the problems of the past, 
uh, better to put those things together and put them to bed before something happens to either him or you and and you can't take care of it. Now I'll tell you, uh, woulda, shoulda, coulda isn't nice when somebody dies. Just letting you know. Okay, so the GOP wants Trump in 2020. And Trump is more popular than three very, very famous presidents. Same time in their uh, time as presidents. And they are Obama, JFK, and one that really surprised me until I started thinking about it a little bit, Reagan. Republican voters are demanding, this is from the Washington Examiner, Republican voters are demanding that President Trump run for re-election in 2020. The latest evidence that support among his backers is stronger than it was for nearly every recent president. And Democratic pollster John Zogby said this week that only former President George W. Bush was more popular than Trump among his base going into his first midterm election, and he had just launched a war against America's 911 attackers. His approval ratings within his own party are high. If you look today, 87% of Republicans give Trump a positive approval rating. Now, what's that mean? Well, at this point in his presidency, Barack Obama had a 79% approval rating among Democrats. The only president at this point in time in the presidency to outscore Donald Trump was George W. Bush at 95% because a wartime president is always popular. And of course, by this point in time, we had launched a war in Iraq. Ronald Reagan wasn't this high. Jack Kennedy wasn't this high. The GOP is definitely now the party of Trump. Now, no fan of the president's annex, Zogby also told the foreign press today that Trump's disruptive tactics work for him. For everybody who thinks that that works against him, mm -mm, not at all. Works for him. Donald Trump is the disruptor in chief. He's unconventional, erratic, anti-elite. And frankly, that's working for him right now, said Zogby. And uh, something, I mean, keep this, keep this stuff in mind. This is really stuff to, to keep, keep going. And the Atlanta Fed, and let me tell you why Trump is so popular right now. What did I tell you about Trump when he first was elected? And what I thought would happen, because it's basically come to fruition. I said that he'd get the economy going again, and he has. It is going again. This is from the Atlanta Fed. The GDP now model estimate for real GDP growth in the second quarter of 2018 is 4.8%. It's up from 4.6% on June 8th. After this morning's retail sales release from the U.S. Census Bureau, the now cast the second quarter real personal consumption expenditures growth increased from 3.4% to 
to 3.6%. The next GDP Now update is scheduled to be released on Tuesday, June 19th. This is why we just had another uh, raise in the prime. They're trying uh, best as they can to make it uh, for sure that uh, it doesn't overheat. I mean, we, we've we got unemployment right now that we haven't seen since 1971. It's when I was high school senior. Dude, un, unbelievable. Literally unbelievable. Okay, so now this story is for Russ. I wanted to give Russ a story that he could have a good laugh before the weekend comes up. And he's excited because this is the weekend's coming. It's Father's Day on Sunday. And it's payday for us here at the radio station. This is a moment that a freak gust of wind sent two porta potties flying into the air. People were forced to dive for cover after a gust in Commerce City, Colorado. Liquid from the two porta potties spilled out of the cabins, showering those below. The freak wind comes months after a windstorm killed a man in the same area. People were forced to dive for cover after a huge blast of wind whipped through a park in Commerce City, Colorado. As they attempted to take cover by lying on the ground, the wind whisked two portal potties straight into the air, flattened a nearby tent, and dumped the porter potties <laughs> all over the people who were on the ground. I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I can empathize with the people on the ground, but it's pretty funny. The pictures are, are unbelievable. I mean, these porter potties are up in the air, twelve to eighteen feet in the air. Man, brings a whole new meaning to the term when the fit hit the shan. <laughs> Is that the truth? All right, you have a great Father's Day on Sunday. We'll be back with you on Monday. Monday, don't miss our four o'clock hour. Uh, Representative Stephen Meeks is going to be on with us, going to talk about broadband. How do we increase that here in the state without it busting the bank? That's one of the subjects we'll talk about on the next Dave Ellswick Show. Also remember, God gave you a whole week of life. Give him an hour on Sunday to see what he's got to say to you. See you Monday, 2 o'clock.